Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Duck, Duck, Dice, a show where we play Dungeons and & Dragons and put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I am the Dungeon Master for this game, which takes place in the land known as Amber Rush. We thank you all for joining us for episode 31 of Duck, Duck, Dice, and I will give 10 experience points to the player. I can tell me which months have 31 days in them. All that are September, June, April, or November. January, February, March. All right. No experience points for you guys, which doesn't matter because we're doing milestone anyway. Um, I still get to keep my three, though, right? Yeah. Yes. You can still have your three experience points. (laughs) Zach is technically the highest level character. Congratulations to Zach. Otherwise known as a liability. But, um, yeah, to anyone who's listening, you're great people. We happen to be great people, and great people happen to make great things that help make our game great. And Danny's <laughs> going to tell you about them. The best segue. You've given me the <laughs> finest crafted segue anyone could ever ask for. It's um, very open-ended. <laughs> yeah, we use a lot of resources to make this internet game happen that we wouldn't normally use um, now that we're playing on the internet. And you can use some of those resources, too. For your music needs, check out Tabletop Audio, uh, Kevin McLeod, and Will Stavino over at Music D20. He's doing some really cool stuff, so definitely check him out on Twitter and his Patreon. And our maps are provided by Neutral Party and Two Minute Mate Tabletop, which I almost got through saying without fucking up. (laughs) So, anyway, they're awesome. Definitely check them out. Support your tabletop community creators. Thanks, Danny. Back to you, Sam. <laughs> so you went, you went, you went from, you went from just sort of regular intro to like TV salesperson, like, and now you can too, and then like newscaster, Danny. Yeah. So that was a good. <laughs> I gotta try character arc there and figure out what works best for me. Danica um, wears a lot of hats. It, speaking of a lot of hats, there's a guy who's wearing a hat right now. And his name's Clinton, and he's going to have some other information to convey to you all. <laughs> How long do we do this for? <laughs> Four more hours? Great. Uh, yeah, uh, Wednesday or Wednesday nights. Tuesday nights. I don't even know anymore. Tuesday nights. Uh, myself, my buddy Dan, and Neil. My buddies Dan and Neil. We do a podcast about video games. Uh, we haven't in the last few weeks because some things have been going on, but uh, tomorrow we will be talking about role-playing games and what what is like interesting about them. That's how you English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're killing it today, yeah. guys. Yeah. We've, been a, we've been like a month off, so yeah. articulate and loquacious. Mm-hmm. That's that's how this show's gonna go. I'm sure. All righty then. Let's see here. So, ooh, this is too sad. I don't need this kind of music in my life right now. There we go. When we last left the blessed, they were heading south through first the Burundo lowlands and then the rocky swampy burundo lowlands on their way to spanifex 
early on in their journey, however, they had to make a quick detour upon encountering a gnome by the name of Garblo, who was waylaid in his journey back to his colleagues at a research site uh, in the to the west of the road heading south. Matching this gnome's appearance with the vision that many of them had saw on the Halcyon Plateau with Brother Briar and the linkage to the journey that Ally finds himself on, the group decided to help this gnome and his fellow researchers venturing to a previously lost archaic, arcane magical site of unknown origin. The group ventured inside to deal with whatever danger lied within and found themselves face to face with two creatures of a wild magic type nature um, who knocked down Una, if I'm not mistaken. And are, Una, are you still laying down there? Are you still laying on the yep. ground? I'm okay. ready to do death saving throws. Prepare. So, Got Luna is Luna. <laughs> Una is watch a lot of Harry Potter this weekend. So uh, Una uh, lies unconscious on the floor at the foot of a giant face of stone and gem that sort of shifts and moves within a large wall in this lost temple of sorts. And it sort of opens its rocky mouth and the whole face itself along the wall is probably eight feet by ten feet it's a it's a very large face and it just sort of oh stretches out its mouth and as it does you can you can just hear like rock cracking and like smacking together and it says hello new faces Thank you for ridding me of that corruption. I've been in a fog for what seems like an age. Gonna totally ignore the creature and run over to Una, who is still Mm. unconscious on the ground. (laughs) And see if I can help stabilize her. All right. Make a medicine check. Ooh, uh, nat 20. 22. Nat 20. Um, Applying pressure in the right places and tending to your friend, you managed to stabilize Una in quick fashion. All the important organs go back in their spot? They do. You put the liver back where it's supposed to go and set her arm and should be good after a long nap. Oh, good. I will walk up to the face. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Is your friend okay? I think so. It seems that they've managed to staunch the bleeding at least. Well, that's good. I haven't seen people in a long time. Yeah, what are you? Uh, no. 
What are you doing down here? It's kind of lonely. Well, what I'm doing down here, I don't exactly know. But it's been a long time since I've seen any people. And I think the last people I saw are the ones who first brought me to consciousness down here. Uh, he kind of looks around and you hear the his eyes, which are these like glowing pockets of a multitude of gems just sort of like kind of shift and like look around the room. He says, by the looks of this place, seems they haven't been here in a long time. Do you know who they were? I can't say. It was a long time ago. Just silhouettes of memories. But whatever they did here, it stirred up the corruption that you defeated. Which I thank you for again. Yeah, well, what, what, what were those things? <clears throat> uh, whatever they were, they were quite a sap on my energy. I'm awake, but I feel very tired. I'm getting more tired. Whatever magic was here before, it's certainly fading. Is there something we can do for you, or...? I don't think so. I'll probably just drift back into the earth from where I came. What is this magic that feeds you? To tell you exactly what it is, I don't know that I can do that. But I can feel the veins of the earth and the energy that flows through it. I can feel it in other places. And for time, it was very strong here, I remember. So whenever I fade here, I guess I'll just drift back into it all. The energy, is it anything like this? And I'll put my hand on him and push, like, key into him. And as you do, the 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 lights on the that's emanating in, from these stones and gems just sort of grows in intensity beneath your tiny kobold hand. He says, oh, man. The energy like that. That was here at one time. I recognize it. And he says, give me a minute. And he just sort of kind of his face peels back and he disappears into the wall. Uh, has anybody ever seen anything like this before? Not me. 
the face like um like dominoes almost like falling over in place just sort of materializes from the stone and gem wall and says I can feel that energy elsewhere in the world like I said I once felt that strongly here and to tell you exactly where I can't do but I feel two strong pockets of that energy somewhere amongst the land but one is one is really fading Is that off to the west? I can't tell you where. But that one feels older than this. Than the fading one feels older than the other one that's going going strong. But you don't know where it is. Are you looking for this thing? Yes. Hmm. Well, if whatever this is flows through you and flows through me, well, that at least makes us friends. Hold on. And you hear, it kind of moves his mouth around, and you can hear like stone grinding and cracking, and he goes and spits out um, a bunch of gems um, onto the floor and sitting in the middle of it is this uh, it looks like a two pound gem that is like this translucent white in the shape of a giant molar Hold on. And I'm going to send this to you. Clinton. Hammer uh, tooth. Says, I think that'll help you find what you're looking for. Can't open Discord while we're streaming. Ah. Did um did, did the people that used to talk to or used to come by here, do they do anything to help keep the energy here or do you not recall that either? Whatever they did here, they corrupted it. That's all I know, I'm afraid. They're just shadows now. Do you know what would happen if, besides you disappearing, if all these places fade away? I can feel it all. But to be quite honest, I don't quite understand it. 
Well, I certainly appreciate it. I wish we could do more to help you. Oh, it's fine. It's sort of nice to think about that a little bit of what's inside me is walking around out there inside of you. I think it's you have a name? inside all of us. We just have to uh, learn to harness it. Yep. And not corrupt it. Yeah, that's... I'd... But I don't have a name. And I'm very tired. And I don't think I'll be needing one. I think... I think I have a way to give energy back, but I just don't know if it'll help one way or the other. You all have already done me a service, ridden those things from me. I'll just go to sleep, I think. That sounds fine. Should we show him the pebble before he goes to sleep? That's a good, that's a good idea. I didn't think of that. I'll pull the small rock out. Have you ever seen anything like this before? His eyes kind of shift down really close to where it's just kind of <laughs> one big eye, um, like the size of a frisbee, kind of staring down. He says, "Hold on a minute," and <laughs> goes back into the rock wall. About two minutes later, he comes out and he says, I can't feel anything like that here. At least. Nothing in the earth. As he yawns, this and his mouth stretches huge. This like light kind of comes from it. And this dust gently floats out and kind of washes over you all. And as you all kind of turn and look at each other, um, ally has the head of a llama. Una has the head of a goat. Kaya has the head of a fox. Eret has the head of a giraffe and Lex, the head of a Corgi as this breath just kind of, vapors over you he says and the eyes kind of go wide he says well you all look different all of a sudden <laughs> so like when you say Eric has the head of a giraffe <laughs> like like he's he's probably about like four feet taller now thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's a whole new perspective on life <laughs> So is like, um, ally able like to see at my height now? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's probably yeah, probably thereabouts. I mean, probably about two feet taller, I would say. So, <laughs> uh, for a giraffe, for a llama, yeah, three feet. He's got to have some neck on there, but yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you eat something that did this, or? Did. Oh, 
with the heads, you mean? Uh, like I said, I'm not really sure what I'm made of. Sorry. <laughs> Probably won't be forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, thank you, and I'll hold the tooth up to him. I hope it wasn't too much of a sacrifice. Oh, man. It's all good. I don't even know why I have teeth. <laughs> so you can talk, I guess? Yep. Maybe. I will leave you in peace. And I'll turn and walk away. He I'll says, Ally to see if he needs help carrying the tooth. <laughs> he just says, Good luck. Just start to kind of walk away. I'll then double back and go to pick up Una. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm right. trying to get underneath uh, Una, but it's not really working. So. There are also three large gems on the ground. Okay, I'll take those two then. All right. Those are amber, onyx, and amethyst worth 100 gold pieces each. Oh, nice. Amber, amethyst, and onyx. Yes. Luna will like those when she uh, comes to. She ever does. As you guys walk through the... uh, temple um the bubbling kind of like liquid that was in the um the pools throughout it they couldn't quite tell what kind of substance it was um has evaporated and it's just a shallow probably eight inch deep pool is there anything at the bottom of the pool itself after it's dried no okay what about those um those three lids that we saw earlier, the bell jars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are those are still glowing. Um. Kaya, do you have any ideas on after everything we've seen about what those could be? Given the creatures that we fought. I feel like, I mean, I feel like they're related somehow, but I don't know what they do. We should have asked him. Maybe he would have known. I mean, he seemed really tired. Very, very tired. What do you think, Ally? Did we leave these jars? You can do whatever with them. I I don't, I mean... Curiosity killed the cat and all that. I'm heading out of here. Well, you have fun. Fox. <laughs> Let's get Una out of here then. And Ally spits on the floor. The llama. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Um. Uh, before. Yeah, you guys are all have animal heads, <laughs> by the way, right now. <laughs> Ally's new group. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
episode name allies in a groove (laughs) i've been turned into a fox can we go home um (laughs) i might i might be able to do something uh, about this but i don't i don't know i don't know if it'll work i think yours suits you maybe we should keep it there's a lot more to see up here (laughs) i mean i'm not i'm not wholly opposed to um living my life with this okay i am wholly opposed to it do do you want me to give it a go does anybody want me to see if i can return their normal head i imagine all of this is given uh like a headache does it give me a headache with all the weirdness of us having animal heads no no um not really Um, surprisingly i'm okay with this (laughs) and look how cute he is (laughs) just for keeping Uh, it should should i roll should i roll a squirrel check (laughs) squirrel check i don't know how long this will last i don't know if the gnomes have ever seen anything like this before it is a little a little disconcerting I say looking at both of your incredibly long necks on your small frames Aaron are you having a hard time walking at all like that it's completely natural you'd have a little sway to him though (laughs) 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 i can't wait i can't wait until you roll like like heavy winds on that weather chart yes (laughs) weather speaking of which my favorite chart you seem madly perturbed you might as well give it a go uh my only concern is that whatever effect was messing with Una and Mai's magic while we were fighting. I don't know if that's fully gone. Well, then don't do it, and I'll continue walking. (laughs) Alright. I will continue carrying Una. Alright. So you guys make your way up the steps to the stone doorway, and it's closed. Closed door. And I will give the secret knock. Do you remember what it was? (laughs) Three knocks. Four knocks. Four knocks. <laughs> Pretty you sure it was explodes. I want to say it was four. But. Five is right out. <laughs> so you oh, give actually, the secret knock. Joke, I think it was four knocks. Not three, <laughs> not five, but four. Um, you guys see the doors pull open into the kind of long underground corridor uh, of this makeshift um, uh, research site um and you see that the gnomes six of them or there'd be four of them um and they're all in what look like old-timey like scuba suits and they all have wands like pointed at the door and they start coming over to you and they get up close and just hold out a wand and you see the the tips sort of like light up and say you hear what I'm saying temporary transmutation magic (laughs) nothing to be alarmed of and they (laughs) take their helmets off (laughs) 
why, why didn't you guys have those suits on last time we came out? The uh, at, at this point now, oh, uh, at this point, um, ba, 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 hold please. Uh, uh, Flander, no. Garblo was not the gnome that you guys met. Flander was the gnome that you guys met. Garblo is the old gnome. Garblo has his helmet off and he says, well, the last time you went in there, you weren't in there that long. You were in there for a while. What happened? Uh, we can worry about that later. Do any of you have any potions or healing magic? Her friend is hurt and needs help. Oh, yeah. And um, a gnome runs over and to a, a bag and pulls it open, pulls out a vial, runs over and potions of healings to uh, Una. So Una, you can roll your you can roll a healing potion if you'd like. Sure, I can do that. It's a D one hundred, right? That's a healing potion. Two D four plus two. D100 minus 99. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be 6 plus 2, so look at that, 8. All right. You wake up, Una, and you are staring at a corgi holding you. <laughs> oh, Wait, roll. What? <laughs> um, and you... I'm going to struggle away from this corgi. Thank you. And struggle very around. hard to see because your eyes are on opposite sides of your head than normal. It's a new sensation. And you see a llama, fox, giraffe, and corgi and little gnomes in scuba suits all staring back at you. <laughs> Wait, Una, uh, Una uh, don't want you to be alarmed. <laughs> but you may have noticed you're a goat. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and you feel horns and the beard and <laughs> bulging eyes on the side of your head. <laughs> what, what happened? We won. We were in there, and then yeah, we we beat him. We won. Okay. Um, this We've ascended like to our true forms now. He said. <laughs> I, I I don't think this is my true form. Um, yeah. and You're more powerful that. now than you've ever been. He said. Gar- Garblo comes over and pats you and he says, don't, don't you worry. They're, they're just messing with you. You'll be fine. Temporary. Temporary. Eret is peak physical condition right now. <laughs> you that may not Eret? like it, but this is what peak halfling looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Garblo says, so, so what, what, what did you find down there? Well, there was some kind of corruption, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there's still some remnants of it at least under some jars and i don't i don't know there's a face on the wall but he was really tired so we didn't want to sounds like he's dying we didn't want to uh disturb him too greatly are you saying that the magic's fading from from the area yes all right it's just like we thought come on let's go and uh the gnomes put their helmets on and run in um and Garblo says to you all as they're marching, and he says, If the magic's fading, we don't have much time, and we need to get to work to learn what we can. You've... Uh, yep. Do you uh, know 
Can I follow the gnomes down until they reach the jar area, like the the sphere area, and yeah, just yeah. like watch? I'm going to watch that room and let me know if anything happens. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. Yes. Uh, Garblo says to you all. Um. You are. Well, thank you for retrieving my son, and for allowing us to do our work. We don't have any gold to pay you with, but, well, my son made a prototype of a certain device, and, well, it was after this dig that we were going to utilize it to its fullest, but, well, with him gone now, I just don't feel right hanging on to it. So, uh, Flander is up near your wagon with it. And oh, thank you. that's that's what we can give. And I wish you best on the rest of your journey, but we need to get to work. And Aaron, these guys are approaching that sh- that stuff with supreme caution, like they're like they're landing on the moon and everything they touch is going to break. Like like they're watching where their feet are and their hands are. Um, you see them waving wands and. Uh, scrawling notes onto stuff. Um, yeah, they're they're in their their element, doing their tedious research. I guess I'll leave. It doesn't look like they're gonna just. Oh, what's this? <laughs> All right, and you walk by or you head up the stairs as Garblo heads down and gives you a wave from his scuba suit and continues clonking down the steps. So, uh, back through the water, I guess? There's not another so. way out up here? Well, didn't we Didn't we need, like, a wand or something to open it up and get out, or...? They just... Don't you have a remember. rope that you can just open it with? Yeah, but, uh, if we open it, won't it just flood? I'm sure you would have said something. Okay. You, you guys remember when you came down the water stayed up in the yeah. <laughs> the hatch <laughs> I'll uh, lasso my, or I'll actually just tell my rope to climb up and twist the thing alright yeah you open up the latch and the rope would be affixed to the hatch enough to where you could climb up and out if you all wanted I will do so alright once I get I in the water, I'm going to put the ring of water walking on and see what happens. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, as you emerge <laughs> your, your body full into the water, you put the ring of water walking on and you flip upside down and your feet start getting yanked up towards the surface and you pop out like a uh, like a um, like a buoy in the water. <laughs> Perfect. The rest of you. I will stay behind. Really should have attached the rope to him. (laughs) Um, And as you all emerge out from the pond, you take a deep breath and greet the green horizons of the eastern range, and to more clouds and more rain. 
Never again. Never again. And, and standing at door. standing what looks like almost twenty-one feet away from the wagon is uh Flander, who's just kind of waving. Luna will crawl out of the water in despair. Oh. I'll walk over to Flander. I'll give Una a hand up. <laughs> Hello. I, I excuse I, I, the uh, excuse the llama ness. Garblo uh, <laughs> says it'll pass. Yes. Well, that's certainly interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Very I, interesting. I saw, I saw I saw your feet first, and I was like, "Oh, that's the kobold," and then a, a llama popped up. But everything's fine? <laughs> uh, for the most part, I think. They went down into okay. the place to, uh, I don't know, magic it out or whatever it is they do. <clears throat> I, well, I, I should I should get back down there then myself. Um, ma'am, is it okay if I trip your alarm spell here? Oh, of course. All right, thank you. And he walks through and you hear a ding ding ding, ding in your head. <laughs> Uh, and he steps up into the wagon um, and very quickly you see this kind of bright glow kind of shoot out of the back of the dark wagon says all right you're all set uh what with what oh yes well sorry I'll, i'll tell you and i need somebody who can be who I can send this to, and they can read it, and then I'll send it to you all. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Zach, Zach got in there first, so Zach, I'm gonna send this to you, and I just need you to read it out loud. Okay. Um, you, you better read it well. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of pressure. You got uh, the pressure. Okay. Easy okay. top impression. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is what Flander tells you. You want me just from the using from the, the very be- from the, the very, very beginning, sir? The very read top. the whole okay. thing. <laughs> the Gaverfinkian Pocket Fortress. It's a wondrous item. The G- Gaverfinkian Pocket Fortress lies within a grapefruit-sized brass orb that has intricate swirling patterns carved into it and gold string that hangs down from the inside. When activated, the patterns on the orb light up with a bright white glow, and it begins to spin back and forth with a slight whizzing sound. Using the device, the orb hovers in the air at a point where it is installed. The orb can be moved by either speaking the command word or a successful DC-20 strength check. Removing the orb from its installed position on the material plane or inside the fortress renders the door inaccessible for three days. The orb can be installed at an, in a new location with 100 gold pieces and a success or i guess okay 100 gold pieces and it should say and a successful yeah and a successful dc 15 arcana check after which it will reactivate and will be usable again in three days the orb must at least or must have at least one five foot space within its immediate radius for the door to be entered or exited Pulling the golden string that dangles from the orb while speaking the command word causes the brass ball to spin and glow. As the string is pulled down, it opens a thin door into a four-foot story or a four-story fortress in an extra-dimensional space. A creature of medium or smaller size can move through the door, 
A creature that walks through the door can close it behind them as well as reopen it. Reopening the door once inside does not require the command word. Uh, from inside the fortress, the orb hangs in a fixed uh, fixed point, six feet off the ground in the center of the. None of us can reach that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a string dangling from it. It's got a string dangling from it. I gotta, gotta pull it with my llama mouth, my llama yeah. teeth. <laughs> I can jump to it. <laughs> I hope your arms um, are longer than a foot long. <laughs> Five four. <laughs> I'm all sorts and no arms. Yeah. I'm all sorts. <laughs> I'm like Kirby. From inside the fortress, the orb hangs in a fixed point six feet off the ground in the center of the first floor of the fortress. The orb has an AC 25 and 10 HP. It can be deactivated with successful DC 25 Arcana check. The core that opens the door has an AC 20 and 1 HP. But any creature that attempts to cut the string using a handheld object or melee attack must make a DC-20 intelligence saving throw or take 5d10 lightning damage or half as much on a successful uh, save. The Pocket Fortress is a creature, or sorry, a creature moving through the door enters into the first floor of a four-story, 50-foot diameter fortress that floats in a self-contained extra-dimensional space that exists just outside of the material plane. The first three levels of the fortress have wood flooring and are linked by a stone staircase and have 10-foot-high ceilings. On the walls of the first, second, and third stories of the fortress, there are 3-by-3-foot, 1-inch-thick, murky glass windows at each of the uh, cardinal directions. The windows reflect the weather of the current outside or the current location outside of the pocket fortress uh, or on the material plane. The walls have AC 25 and 100 HP. The windows have AC 20 and have uh, have 35 HP. If the walls or windows are broken, the fortress collapses in on itself and is destroyed, ejecting all living creatures out of the door and expelling all objects from the fortress as well. Creatures inside the fortress must make a DC 20 dexterity saving throw and take 5d10 force damage on a failure, or half as much on a successful save. The same thing occurs if the fortress is destroyed or, or the fortress orb is destroyed or deactivated on the material plane. <sighs> Outside of the fortress is a swirling mass of bright colors in all directions that can be viewed from the roofless open air area on the fourth story. The top of the fortress has short battlements around the edge and an open space that can fit as many creatures as the space allows. There is a hatch and ladder that link the third and fourth stories of the fortress. Creatures who leap off climb down the outer walls, fall off, fly out from, or otherwise leave the confines of the top of the fortress, or move more than 10 feet into the air above it, must make a DC-20 intelligence saving throw. On a failure, the creature disappears momentarily into a void and takes 5d10 psychic damage and has 20% chance of being transported to a random elemental plane of existence. (laughs) On a success, the creature takes the damage but does not risk being transported to an elemental plane and is ejected from the fortress door. Creatures that fail to stay but are not transported to an elemental plane are also ejected from the fortress door. <laughs> finally, there's a periscope eye. <laughs> on the top no, of the- no, not finally. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not even right. finally. <laughs> also, there is. Also, there is a periscope eye. On top of the fortress is a small pedestal with a glass cube affixed to it that controls the periscope eye. This is on the fourth the floor? The- on the fourth top story yes. yeah of the fortress yep, on the top yep um which makes the t- a world outside of the pocket fortress visible touching the glass cube activates the periscope eye changing the view from the tower to the view of the periscope eye 
The periscope eye is a six-inch diameter eye that appears five feet above the pocket. See, only half the party can grip. <laughs> Keep reading. Keep reading. No, you don't have to grab. <laughs> you don't need to grab the eye. <laughs> Una can reach everything so yeah. far. It's been talked about. Five yeah. feet above the uh, pocket forces orb on the material plane. I'm sorry. The periscope eye is a six-inch diameter eye that uh, appears five feet above the pocket fortress or above the material plane. The eye cannot pass through solid objects that are thicker than one foot. Example, if there is a two-foot-thick stone ceiling inches above the pocket fortress orb on the material plane, the periscope eye does not work. The periscope eye has a 120-foot sphere of dark vision and can look in all directions simultaneously. The periscope eye is, an illus is illusionary in nature and cannot be grabbed, moved, or destroyed while it is activated in the material plane, but its vision can be obscured by things such as smoke, rain, fog, or spells such as darkness. Once activated, the view of the periscope eye becomes the view outside the fourth story of the fortress. The swirling colors fade away, and the creature using the eye via the glass cube and any other creature on top of the tower can see what the periscope eye sees. The periscope eye only works, and the eye is only visible, during the, uh, visible outside of the fortress on the material plane when a creature is touching it. The fortress does feature arcane carpentry, um, wherein the pocket fortress is infused with transmutation magic that allows it to be easily furnished and customized. If a creature walks into the fortress with a set of drawings or schematics detailing a particular room or construction feature that is designed for the fortress along with the materials necessary to build or assemble the detailed feature, the feature is automatically constructed as the pieces fly to the desired location and assemble themselves. Additions can only be added within the confines of the walls of the tower. No features may be added outside of the tower. However, features can be added to the top level of the tower, but must stay within the boundaries of the tower and cannot go any higher than 15 feet. Otherwise, they disappear into the void and are destroyed. In order for the arcane car carpentry to take effect, a creature must pass through the door with 100 gold pieces rolled into the schematics of the or, or plans, both of which the magic consumes, and then bring in the pieces to complete the feature. If all components of the features are not brought with through the door within one hour of the schematics and gold being brought through the door, the magic ceases and the materials that were uh, used in place are lost. If the fortress is unable to accommodate the desired feature, the schematics and gold disappear and nothing else happens. In general, the pocket fortress can accommodate any typical feature, uh, feature typical of a fortress, home, or workshop. Working example, on the second story, you uh, want a wall that will split and the floor into two separate rooms and place a fireplace in each. You would need schematics detailing this addition, the materials necessary to build the wall and fireplaces and a hundred gold pieces. That's a three page magic item. Everyone. <laughs> Y'all get it? You when you agreed to read, did you? Like, and, and, and with that, Flanders says, well, I'm off and <laughs> heads down into the pond. <laughs> I, I didn't catch all that. Could you repeat it? <laughs> I did send it to you all in Discord in the general chat. The Gaverfinky and Pocker Fortress is a one. <laughs> <laughs> See, all I'm right. glad I didn't get that item or I wouldn't be able to pronounce the first word. <laughs> own thing. Ugh. So essentially what you guys have is a ball that has been installed and it sort of hovers like four inches from the top of like one of the ribs of your guys's wagon is this brass orb. And if you pull down on the string, it like unzips and you can walk through and you are in a four story fortress in an extra dimensional plane that you can use to uh, that you can use magic to furnish things with 
Neat. Neat, neat, huh. neat. Very cool. <laughs> Don't Do you guys like want to see inside? <laughs> if you have a map, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's we can have bedrooms paint. and a kitchen and a place the horses can't go. Yeah, where are the horses when we do this? I don't think they, they can fit the through cart. the uh, door. It's uh, it's medium or smaller creatures. So mm. we just have to give them like a long line of rope and then just go up to the top of the tower to watch them every now and then. Like, are you guys still alive? Give them an eating, right? It's just an empty tower right now. So this is affixed to the wagon and not like a point in the material plane, right? It is. So the, it's not, it kind of hovers. Like if you want to move it, you can just like, if I wanted to move it from here to here in midair, like you can do that. Um, it's just sort of like at the top of your guys' so wagon inside the wagon. the wagon. It moves along with the wagon. It's like I'm affixing it to that point there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I will just run all the way up to the very top floor and just look out. Yeah. And uh, so you run up the stone steps um, and, and you can see as you go the windows. Um, it, it, there's rain like kind of um, splashing on them. Um, and you can hear the sounds of rain outside of the fortress. And as you run up the stairs and climb up the ladder and throw open the hatch, you look up and it's like this swirling rainbow of like different colored clouds way off in some unmeasurable kind of distance that seems very close yet very far. And you get to the top of the fortress and look out and there's battlements that are probably about three feet tall, four feet tall around the outside. And um, it's just those swirling multicolored clouds in all directions. And in the center is a uh, um, a pedestal made out of the same stone as the tower. And then there's this glass cube that's affixed to it. All right, I'll try peering through the uh, glass cube. You put your hand on it and as if a curtain almost gets like pulled back in the like 360 degrees of your direction, the view just shifts and you can see clip and clop outside of the wagon and rain falling down and you kind of turn and just look and you can see the pond and the horizon in the distance. It's as it's as if you are standing like on top of the wagon. Huh? And does my head hurt now? No. Oh. Um, yeah. Still a Corgi head though. Uh, the Corgi must be better attuned to magic than Lex normally is. That checks out. Yeah. I will race back down to the bottom floor. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's still kind of standing there. Lex is kind of like a little kid, like running around in Christmas, like <laughs> tearing presents open before you guys have had a chance to sip your coffee. I don't, I don't know what it is, but ever since we got back out of that uh, uh, weird place on the door, I've just had the zoomies. <laughs> I really feel like I, I need to start hurting something. Well, I think we have to get to Spanifix, right there, Mr. Eret. Yeah. Oh, it's not a big yeah. rush anymore? Or... <laughs> well, I mean, we've already made like five detours. Like, mm. who needs a family anyways? 
I got you guys. Eret. Um. This seems serious. <laughs> I will head back out of the thing and tie the yeah. horses to the Trindle bopper and get the uh, Flugenstein underway. All right. They've got pretty good. Wagon name every every wagon has a different Flugenstein. Like you know, they're all made the same, but they all fit the, every wagon differently. And yeah. you've mastered this one, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're able to cliparch it just like you need to, nice. and it fits perfectly. <laughs> um, and the wagon of the blessed, and with its giant shell, where uh, a pseudo dragon lives. And a bronze orb affixed to the top of that holds a four-story fortress begin to plot off southeastward towards the main road on their journey to Spanifix. And we'll take a quick break there. Cool. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Duck Duck Dice. The blessed have just left a arcane research site and for helping the gnomes there they obtained ownership of the Gaverfinkian pocket fortress a four-story tower that exists in an extra dimensional space and lives with inside a brass orb that is suspended from the top of their wagon of which we just all agreed that Eric gets the third story uh no one agreed exactly zero (laughs) people agreed with that but I do have a question that isn't is weirdly not outlined in yeah. all of those pages. What happens if I take the bag of holding in there? Does that like since it's a pocket dimension, does it work the way like if you put a bag of holding in a bag of holding? Is it that but kind it's of? A, it's a demi plane. No, no. Okay. Yeah, all it's right. its own. It's, it's its own. It's like a yeah, almost like a demi plane kind of thing. It exists between a bunch of other in its own all kind right. of space. Good to know. That was my only curiosity. Had concerns. Well, the other concern was Eric taking the entire third floor, but that's been addressed. It, it happened. Steal all of his supplies when he walks in. When he walks in like on the third floor, ready to build the whole entire thing. It's all schematic. We just tear him up and steal supplies. Perfect. We should make the first story the jail. The, what? the jail. What? Do you guys don't know what a jail is? Like, I, I know you're all backwater, but we had a why pretty we good jail that you guys <laughs> smashed. <laughs> it's not that I'm so not understanding we have to make the up for that it. is coming out of your mouth. I'm I'm not understanding the necessity. Yeah, Getting we don't criminals. Why do we want to bring them into? Yeah, we just kill them. That's it. Uh, it's not oh. necessarily the direction I was going, but... I'm with you, Kai. <laughs> we could feed them to the dragon, I guess. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they eat people. He eats bugs. Because he doesn't have people? So we just cut them up real small and feed them to him. That's gonna take a while. I, um, I can't believe we're having this conversation right now. Actually, yeah. I can't believe we're having this conversation right now, and that's almost worse. 
If you had just agreed to giving me the third story and having a jail in the first story, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I mean, it's better if we have like a library downstairs and a small sitting room. Don't we have to like go to Spanifix or something to save someone's family? Oh, I'm gonna drive this. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are. Allies out there, I think. He didn't fall off, did he? Well, if you run up to the fourth story, paying the uh, entrance fee to my room, then you can go look. Um, I need... I mean, you already have my jewelry, um, but... Like a down payment? And I'll go upstairs. You don't need to pay him, Una! Okay, um... If as long as he... If he gets to the third floor, though, do I have to pay each time I go up? No! It's, just, it's a monthly subscription. It is I, not a monthly subscription! I, too, return to the cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to the third floor, sorry, fourth floor to look, to use the cube to look out. I come okay. back from the cart. <laughs> I go back <laughs> into the cart. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so anyone, Kyle, what are you doing? You heading up? You said you want to go up to the fourth floor too. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go with okay. Luna, so okay. I don't wrap somebody's giraffe neck into a knot. <laughs> uh, you and Una head up, climbing the ladder to the fourth story open air portion of the tower. Um, and like Lex before you, you're greeted with a endless horizon of swirling rainbow colored clouds. I wonder if you can grow plants up here. Is there even... Is there sunlight? Or light? Yeah, it's light. Is it sunlight? Is it, is it, we'll find out later if it's growable light. Uh, Una will touch the cube and turn that on. So you touch the cube and... The curtain pulls back around your vision and you can see the um, grassy, hilly terrain of the eastern range. And you can see uh, Ally holding on to the reins over Clip and Clop as he plods along through the terrain. Can my room just be up here? I mean... It can be wherever you want it to be, but don't let Eric bully you over it. I mean, he seems to really want the third floor, and I didn't need much room before. Unless you all need a lots of room. I don't think it's important right now, but whatever you do, don't let him extort money out of you to walk through here. I mean... I suppose, I mean, he does have my gold necklace still, so again, between you and me, it's just, he's already giving me gold for it, but if I keep on calling it a prepayment, it's like free gold. <laughs> Gotta trick him, that's the key. <laughs> sure. But don't you dare give him another copper piece. Not for this. I promise. But I'm just going to sit here and watch Clip and Clap. It, 
I am kind of tired of getting rained on. Um, so you can watch them from here instead of supporting them outside for now, I suppose. Well, I'm going to go back down. You find Eric pacing out the room, the third floor, <laughs> doing measurements in his head, thinking about which tapestries to place where. <laughs> There's going to be trees growing in it, too. It'll be just like home before it got destroyed. I'm just going to roll my eyes and go back <laughs> downstairs. All right. What is everyone doing as you <clears throat> plot along? I'm coaxing the pseudo dragon down to me. Okay. How are you well, coaxing him? Well, everyone's inside. Okay. <clears throat> um. Well, I have three gemstones that I'm sure he would be interested in. Do you, like, knock them together? <laughs> <laughs> like they're in my hand, just rolling them around. <laughs> uh, and, and you can hear some... That kind of starts as, like, lazy shuffling. And then a sporadic flying of coins clanking off the inner parts of the flail snail shell and swooping down and landing on the uh, vernacular claw of the uh, the, the riding rig. Uh, the pseudo dragon swoops down and, and perches and, and his, his neck is like super arched forward and he's just like sniffing at the gems in your hand. <coughs> You're in, in draconic. Well, you're awfully uh, standoffish at times. I think maybe you should become a little better friends with us if you want to continue gathering your hoard, little one. Come down and sit with your old uncle, ally. <laughs> uh, make a persuasion check with advantage. Advantage. <clears throat> uh, uh, nine. And a... 16. 16 will do it. The dragon kind of walks up like a, uh, a tightrope along the, uh, the reins, kind of fluttering his wings a little bit to keep him on it, and he so he curls up and sits down in your lap and coils his body and his wings over the gems. <laughs> See, no one's uh, going to hurt you or bother you. You get this uh, uh, kind of like a, like a warm blanket's been kind of pulled over you a little bit. Get that feeling in your in your belly. <laughs> And I will continue driving the horses. Somewhat tamer pseudo-dragon. Alright. And... What is everyone else doing? Just kind of hanging out? <laughs> I think at this point, Una probably would have fell asleep at the top of the tower because she's at 8 HP and very tired and had a stressful day swimming out of a pond. 
All right. <laughs> you fall asleep beneath the uh, the bright swirling clouds. Um, and about an hour, a little less than an hour into your journey, you all, your ne- necks all feel a little bit stiff and air at your vision abruptly changes as is yours ally <laughs> as uh, the heads fade away from your necks. <laughs> Well, at least I can do a headstands again. Does Kaya appear more or less trustworthy now? <laughs> what do you mean? Just got a fox head. Oh. What are you trying to say? Just ask she's, been, a question. She's, she's been very open as of late. <laughs> Speaking of Kaya, she's been spending this time in the back of the wagon working on copying over spell into her spell book. All right. And a few hours into your journey southeastward, a um, little slower going than along the road because of the the hills and the rocks that you need to move around. Um, this sort of perpetual downhill kind of slope. Um, the rain keeps up, and around it's probably now around. Seven or eight o'clock, and you can see the road in the distance. Ally, about another hour away or so. All right. Guess continue till someone uh, stops me or whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, Una, you may take a short rest. Oh, thank goodness. Let's go ahead and roll whatever hit die you want. If you want to hit roll, you don't have to roll hit die. That was fine. <laughs> um, and about the time you reach the road, um, it's beginning to get rather dark. As the rain continues to fall. What do you think, Ally? When do you want to stop? I'm down to stop whenever. <clears throat> Figure the closer we get to Spanifix, the better, though. At the um, based on your your traveling so far, you figure probably about two and a half days away from Spanifix. Like you lost a little bit of time going um, out to help the gnomes, but more or less, you're still on track. Yeah, I guess when it gets dark, I'll pull us off and try to find a place to camp. All right. Yeah, plenty of places to um, stop off. And you pull off onto the muddy side of the road to make camp for the evening. As we get uh, situated where the wagon is going to be, um, I start pacing out around the wagon, the perimeter of my alarm spell, trying to keep it situated inside. 
the uh, pseudo dragon ally kind of clutches his little limbs to one of the gems and starts kind of like trying to fly up with it. How big are these gems? No, you say like you're kind of holding on to it. Oh, right? I, I mean, see. you kind yeah. of have like he starts kind of like flying. Up. I just wanted to make sure you weren't like going to try to stop him or anything. No. Okay, yeah, and he just takes the one and flies up, and you hear Ping! like I mean they're they're pretty you know they're pretty big gems, but yeah, I thought you said uh, they were like two pounds each. No, the tooth. Is no, two the tooth is okay. yeah. Which also you yeah, yeah, but he just takes one gem and flies it into his uh his roost. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> He's got a pretty good start on that horde. Yes, so much. <laughs> Which one did he take? That one. Uh, um, that what was it? Opal, Onyx, and Amethyst? Mm-hmm. Amethyst, Amber, Onyx. Oh, Am- Amethyst, Amber, and Onyx. He took the Onyx. He took the Onyx. I rolled for it. Fate decided. Okay. It's also the one that I clicked out of my inventory before you rolled. So, well, that works perfectly. <laughs> Definitely, fate, fate decided. Yeah, like I said. But yes, uh, it is. It is. It is nighttime on the very damp and wet eastern range. I will wait for Una to, I guess, wake up and start. I guess stirring or whatever. Oh, yeah, about. Come down. Yeah. Once we started stopping, we would have wandered down. Very yeah. confused in the fact that nobody has animal heads anymore. I should look <laughs> out at the on the eye. I don't know. Weird stuff's happening. Um, Una, I I think I heard something about how this whole place is supposed to work, and I was kind of curious if maybe you'd want to try something. What? What are we trying? Well, it just says that in order to, like, build anything in here, we just have to have, you know, like a drawing of what it is we want, and then just the materials for it. So I thought maybe you would probably be the best person to, I guess, draw up what you think everyone's room should look like. I, I mean, I'm not very good at, like, lines. I'm better at like brush strokes and big pictures and flowers and I suppose rooms. I did paint my room a few times. Um, where, never where, where are you guys right now? Just hanging outside? Or are you inside the fortress or uh, the wagon? Curious. I kind of imagine we were on the first floor of the uh, fortress. Because <laughs> I thought you were resting inside it, weren't you? Yes, and I was coming down. Yeah. But, I mean, I suppose I could if you, like, gave me enough time to do so. And paint, I guess. Yeah, no, it's just an idea I thought maybe you could have fun with. I mean, if people told me what they wanted, I could make something that they might like. If they didn't like it, I mean, we could go get somebody else to do it. Um, Yeah. I just think, like, whatever we do, we should really make it a surprise for Eret. I agree with this. 
I don't know what I don't know what to do with that specifically. I just think that we should really try and get Kaya involved because she knows what Eric likes the most. That makes sense to me. And like, I don't know, I, I, I trust allies uh, uh, judge of things too, so. Um, I mean, yes. I guess I've just been feeling a little like worried for Eret and with everything going on with what we know so far of his family and maybe it'd just be nice to do something you know just specially suited for him without his say I mean yeah I would guess I, I don't know how we can hide it from him because we'll buy all the supplies unless we can like I mean, doing his runs at Spanifix, we do it without him knowing. Yeah, well, the... I don't know. And I think I would have to borrow some of Kaya's paper. I don't know how much I have, but I think she likes... I think she's using it all, maybe. <laughs> she's been right. She yeah, we can... Well. I don't know. We can, we can try and get the... Uh... Um, other pieces figured out as time goes, but I just figured I'd try and talk with you to see if maybe this was something you might be um, okay with trying. I can try. Okay. Yeah, no, I can try. Well. Once we get to town, then we can get supplies and at least paper for it. Yeah. But, I mean, we can easily like do everything like, with a stick in the ground to try to figure out where things should be. Of course, without air nearby. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I think this could be fun. And I'll, I'll and we'll, I'll try and get uh, Ally and Kai involved too. Okay. Just, yeah, it it should be fine. I don't know how well we can hide this when we're all in the same wagon. Um, but oh, I mean, if I you mean, let Eric drive, sometimes it'll be fine. Oh yeah. By the way, it's dark in the tower. <laughs> Um, like, like, pitch, like, like pitch, yeah, like pitch dark. <laughs> so just setting the scene balls. here, setting the scene here of <laughs> of Lex really? and Una just standing under a glowing light in this empty fortress. <laughs> we'll, we'll get in, we'll get indoor lighting figured out for this too. But like right now, priorities. <laughs> we want to have a room especially for Eric. <laughs> yes. Is it just a well? We're, we're going to ask around. <laughs> Everyone, like, like how we built the wagon, we can all think of what most means error to us for building this room. All right. You going to go around to everyone else and talk to them about your plan? Um, Not quite yet. We'll figure out. We'll just let this one simmer for now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But Una will come out and, you know, everybody else was setting up for, you know, the night. All right. The evening is yours to do with what you will or won't. So are we sleeping in the tower tonight or are we sleeping out here tonight? Can you sleep in there? If we sleep, if we're stuck in there too long, will we be stuck there forever? I think you'll be all right, Una. I, okay. You, uh, yeah, you'll be all right. I more want to have 
at least someone outside, just in case something tries to bother the horses, so I can stay yeah. out here for that. I think we well, set a watch, like for, always. Yeah, and those without dark vision <laughs> can be up in the top story of the tower so they can actually see. Oh, I guess so. And, and actually, your guys' vision, all of your guys' visions would be, even those with night vision, would be improved by, because 120 feet of dark vision from the top of the tower. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have any dark vision at all, so I just have <laughs> any. More, more my concern was just wanting to make sure that, like, if something were to bother the horses, I don't then hostile have to, like, run all the way down from four, uh, four floors and then go take care of it. Uh, it's, That's right. I mean, yeah, there's that, but you could also end up being out here alone with no way to reach us. We're all asleep inside. Oh, I'll sleep in the wagon. That's fun. I mean, well, there's also my alarm. Yeah, that. I mean, it only has a very close range, but if something were to sneak all the way up to the wagon, we would definitely know. And if the other work is to stay close, well, we'll know mm-hmm. when it gets tripped, and then we'll come down. Or at least Kaya will wake us up to go down. Maybe. Ooh. Since it's in another plane of existence, will she get notified? That's 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 exactly. It says a mental alarm alerts you with a ping if you are within one mile of the warded area. Right, I was thinking about leaving up the audible alarm for somebody who was taking watch mm-hmm. outside the wagon. That would work. That would work. You could train the horses to fight back when they hear the alarm. <laughs> That's true. They have war horses. Kill or, whatever moves. <laughs> or they're trained to book it when the alarm goes off, and then where you wake up in an unknown area. <laughs> I don't think we leave them hooked up all night. No! <laughs> We no. never get the span effects. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to sleep at least at the top of the tower, like for tonight. I think it's going to be a, a busy place up there eventually, throughout most nights. So, probably not the but, best sleeping arrangements. But I, mm, I guess I'll just okay. I'll, I'll just watch up there, I suppose, if you wake me up for that this time. I'll just sleep on the first floor. It's okay. Well, when we get there, whichever watch is the middle one, I'll take that one. I was kind of worried about what we should do for a bathroom. <laughs> When we're in the tower, and you're like all the way on the top, and then I realize you just pee over the side. <laughs> Seems like a good way to get something mad at us. <laughs> Wherever this pee ends up. <laughs> the problem solved itself, really. This is why it took me so long to think of this, to put this thing together, because I was like, all right, what are they going to do to it? <laughs> You should have installed plumbing. It's going to be a question then. That'll be part of what we have to do, I guess. <clears throat> but hey, for now. 
Yeah. I I don't mean to interrupt. I just didn't want to forget that um tooth. So you're meant to interrupt. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I really <laughs> didn't want to forget. <laughs> would, would you mind if I looked it over? I mean, you can. I know what it does. You know what it does? Mm-hmm. What does it do? Detects key. Don't tell him what it's called. <laughs> it's a tooth. <laughs> what, what kind Sensitive of tooth. Sensitive tooth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, so, God. So it's Turn a tooth that uh, points the way to the tooth? Minus one experience points <laughs> for Aaron. <laughs> Drop a level. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I will pass one of my leftover experience points to Aaron. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. The, the last level wasn't even that good. <laughs> does it detect a specific key or does it just suspect? Despect. Does it just detect keys in general? It takes, it despecs, it de- takes glasses off of key. <laughs> uh, raw key, like the energy, the key of the earth. Oh, key, like your key, not like unlocks a door key. Ah, uh, boy, yeah. yes. Maybe you should just look over it. Maybe it'll help you, uh, I don't know, feel better about this whole thing. I always feel better after I'm focused on something. Does it well, have roots? Does it have like roots? It has like the four like prongs to it. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty gross. I hope it helps you find what you're looking for then. Yeah, me too. How do you use it? Don't. It it, use, it just happens. <laughs> Does it, like, tell you when things are nearby? A lot of key? Yep, it'll say, like, hey, there's some key here. Hey, bud. They got some key over here. Okay. Hey, hey guy. <laughs> You're getting closer to the key. No, it'll light it's up. Audi- it's, it's audible from three <laughs> miles away. <Yeah. laughs> hey, you guys! Found some key! Keys here. <laughs> Someone dropped our keys? <laughs> uh, key. No, it uh, it lights up when you're within within range, I guess. Well, neat. Hmm. I wonder where we'll find it. Two. Somewhere, though. He says there's another one out there. Two, even. Well, I think I know what the one is. What do you think the one is? I think the one is the wellspring that I told you about. Oh, that would make sense. 
I'm sorry. Having my head transformed into another <laughs> animal impact just seems to have really affected my ability to think through things. Also, I can't get the picture of Eret with a giraffe head on top of his little body. <laughs> it's pretty distracting. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to bed. So who's taking first watch and where? I'll take first watch on the wagon. All right. What do your blind human eyes see? My glowy ass sword. <laughs> Where are you taking? Are you taking watch outside? Yeah. Okay. All right. Make a perception check. I don't think I get. So you're listening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't. Uh, either way, you're going to do a disadvantage probably because the rain is going to make it. Okay. If I if I light up my sword, will that uh, dispel sight or disadvantage? I don't think the radius on your sword is that. I mean, you'd be it's able to like see like feet, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say just disadvantage. It's dark. It's rainy. I gotcha. Listening or watching's hard. Well, it wasn't bad though. Uh, that's a fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, other than the sort of pitter-pattering of the rain on the grass on the road and the top of the wagon, um, nothing really uh, speak of. All right. Um, I mean, not really doing anything in particular, just listening to the rain and everything. Um, so... I guess I will go wake up whoever's in the cart, which I think is Eric. Right. Sounds good. I'll go up to the fourth floor. Okay. Just walk circles around it basically while it's activated. So you have to actually have your hand on it, but so you're just, just walk circles around that. Sounds good. Uh, make a perception check. Um, I got a net one. That one. Um, plus your perception, though. So what is that? You have to have something, right? Do you have minus? I hope you nope. Do. It's a three. It's a three. Okay. Um, so you cannot. You can see very clearly out. Um, and as you're kind of looking around. You don't see anything. And a few hours pass into the dead of night. Um, so I'll just as I'll go down and the first person I encounter, I'll wake up. Where where's everyone sleeping? I went back to the cart. So Lex is in a cart. Just somewhere on the first floor. Okay. Yeah, probably the same. First floor, too. Okay. So, Gotta roll dice. Hey, yeah, hold on. We'll see who you see first. Um, no one, because it's dark in there. 
Whoever, whoever I trip over first. We're, all right, we'll see who you trip over first. Um, <laughs> one to two will be Kaya. Three to four will be uh, Ally. And five to six will be Una. It's a one. <laughs> you trip over Kaya. You kick Kaya in the ribs as you're stumbling through the dark. <laughs> it's your turn to take watch. Get up. <laughs> a dark and mysterious voice emanates from the darkness <laughs> that was wholly unnecessary and I liked you better when you were a giraffe me too can you uh, give me some light so I can get out of here <laughs> I will um covering them as much as possible, I will bring up one of my dancing lights just to Kaya illuminate. Bring, Kaya brings up a dancing flashlight and yeah, uh, you can see the orb in the air. See the and exit? I'll also go out and I will take watch from outside instead of from the tower. Alright. Make, okay. make a perception check, Kaya. Oh, that's not that good for me. That's only a 14 total. About 20 minutes into your watch, there is a blood-curdling howl that rips across the horizon, sending the horses into total freak-out mode. Um... And the howl almost seems to like undulate in the air. It sounds very not like a normal wolf. Something else that's howling. But the horses are like whipped into a frenzy. They're freaking out. Is it like anything I've ever heard before? <clears throat> uh, no. I said closest thing would be like a wolf. Uh,. I don't have anything else that makes a big, loud sound. I'll just yell back to the wagon as I bring up my dancing lights, all of them in blue. And I would actually say whoever's sleeping in the wagon would probably be woken up by this noise as well. All right. Is this yeah. anything I might have heard before? Yeah. Um, I think Eric was the only one to actually hear it the last time. Oh, okay. Neat. All right, so I'll I'll startle awake. Um, yes. did I? We that doesn't count as a uh, a long rest yet, does it? Mm -mm. Okay, we're good. Um, Kyle, what is that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Help me with the horses. All right, I will go and try and calm the horses down. All right, make um, an animal. I thought I woke someone up when I heard it. Did it not happen again after that? Like, I woke up everyone, didn't I? Maybe you did. Um, last time, we you heard yeah. the owl, and then you came back, and then we heard it attacking something. Oh, yeah, that's right. You heard noises of something. Because we yeah. couldn't understand what it was, but the thing that only one person saw was, I think, uh, either you or... Um, Oh my gosh, who saw it? I can't remember. Lex saw the light on the horizon. Mm. Mm. 
Is is there light on the horizon this time around? Um, not that anyone can see. Okay. And did the noise sound closer or farther away than last time, or do I not remember? Make a perception check. Nine. It sounded like a loud howl. I did get a 16 on the animal handling for trying to keep... I was going to help as well. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do it with advantage. Okay. Although 16, yeah, you, you, you're able to calm down the horses. Um, yeah, 21 with the advantage. So. Yeah, who they seem to kind of chill out and almost embrace your sight as you kind of like approach um, grabbing the uh, ropes that keep them tethered kind of in the area. Um, yeah. And as soon as the howl kind of ceases and the sounds kind of fade off of the air, they kind of chill out. Still very much like jittery, but not like bucking and freaking out. I'll just keep by them still for a little bit and just peer over toward uh, where Kaya is at. Is there anything coming? I don't see anything from here. I could run up the tower and see if I could see something on the horizon. Okay, I'll, I'll keep with the horses for now. Uh, and I'll take my light and I'll run back into the wagon and enter the <laughs> tower. And it makes a zipper noise when you pull on it. And like a <laughs> as, as you pull it down on it. Uh, and I will just rush all the way up the stairs to the top of the tower. You guys light out in yeah. front of me. Una and Ally, you guys just hear the door kind of zip open and heavy footsteps and running up the stone stairs with beacons of light following, right? Because you have your lights with you. Yeah. There's just like this quick light and then it's gone and you can tell it was Kaya running up the steps. <clears throat> wonder what that's about. I don't know. Who's on watch right now? I don't know. No one wakes me up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go up and see what she's doing. Kaya reaching... Reaching the top, uh, you put your hand onto the glass cube um, and the vision from the tower shifts uh, to the darkness outside. Um, and you can see Lex standing out there and there's this like bright glowing light in his hand where his sword is. Um, and he's kind of got the two horses pulled down sort of close um, and looking in the distance. You don't see anything. Damn. Well, you know what? Actually, I want you to make a perception check for me. Uh oh. Twenty-three. All right. So looking out, um, and you were the first person to like hear the howl, and you're thinking back on it, um, and you could tell a, a, a few things. Um, it came from this noise came from very far away and you're pretty sure it came from the south um, but it sounds almost unnaturally loud for something so far away that sounded like it did um, 
And as you're sort of dissecting what you heard in your head, um, there was definitely a loud sort of unnatural howl, but then you could also pick out the sounds of some other, more than one source of the howling. Like it from different directions? From, no, from from multiple sources, but from the same direction. You, similar, you know, creatures, you would assume. Creature, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't love anything about that. I'll let go of the orb and... And the curtain kind of down. falls back and the darkness and the rain is all you can see. And you make your way down um, and you run into Una and Ally as you drop down to the third floor. What are you doing? Is there a problem? I'm not sure. Uh, I heard... The howling that we've heard before we didn't see whatever it was but I heard that same awful otherworldly unnatural howl alright well I thought if I ran up top I'd see something but I didn't see anything well I'm going to bed sorry the horse is okay Please? yeah Lex has them he calmed them down Okay, well, just, you know, pick us up if it gets any closer. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to bed. I'm gonna pick up my bedroll and move it into the tower and sleep <laughs> in the tower the rest of the night. <laughs> All right. Kai, you finish out. You finish out the rest of your watch. Who are you waking up next? Uh, in the way that you do when you're sharing a tent with a bunch of people, I will slowly <laughs> unzip like just the littlest bit of the top and see who I can see inside. <laughs> and and every, everyone's all in there. Well, Lex, are you sleeping <laughs> in the wagon? Um, yeah, I was still sleeping in the wagon. Okay. Um, and I'll probably wake up, Ally. All right. Hey, big shout out to the DM layer who's rating us with 67 people. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Nice. Welcome, That's everyone. Yeah. Oh, we're sleeping away. Or attempting to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will head up to the top floor then and take my watch. All right. Make a perception check. Okay. Um, how does a 23 sound? A 23 sounds pretty good. Um, as you are looking out using the glass cube on the top of the fortress to peer out, um, 360 degrees around the outside of the wagon. Um, you, what'd you roll again? What was that? 23. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty high. Um, (laughs) you can see some of the grass moving. Um, all the grass in this area is probably about a foot and a half tall. 
Um, and you can see from the uh, western or eastern side, you can see the grass sort of looks like uh, you're old 23. Um, eight lines in the grass sort of slowly moving towards the wagon. I will head down then and out zipper. Making lots right. of noise with the zipper. <laughs> like, are you making a lot of noise like with it? Like as it like zips, you're going like, blah, 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 like <laughs> no, just opening it. <laughs> Not being quiet about the noise. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sound like in this world. Yeah. Uh, you run out into the uh, open air outside of the wagon. Um, you're going out the front, the back? Uh, the back. All right, you run out of the back uh, just in time to see eight, um, about foot and a half, two foot tall, um, scraggly looking birds that... Uh, immediately kind of flare up in anger upon seeing you. Um, and I need you to roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Pop that battle music. <laughs> well. But my long rest. My long rest. Yeah, I'm without it too. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. Everything's okay. It's good. Pretty sure I'm still asleep in the tower. <laughs> Pretty sure everyone's asleep in the tower. <laughs> I, I, I was still in the cart, yeah, but Lex like, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. All right, so Lex is in the cart. Allies outside of the cart. Everyone else is inside still. Good. Luck. Oh, go, Cap. Where you go? Cat out. All right. Should we all roll initiative at the moment, or just for ally? Uh, everyone, go ahead and roll initiative. And if you're sleeping, we're obviously just gonna skip over you until you right get woken up. For uh, those in the chat, we have a big habit of calling out every time there's a cat on the screen. There are cats <laughs> in almost every house playing D and D right now. Almost. Everyone but me. And I guess Clinton. And I'm best in cats. Uh, Will cat stocks are like, through the roof right now. Yeah. Huge returns. It's a per market. Oh, I like that cat emote. <laughs> oh. That's cute. I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. All right. Uh, I should probably roll. I also like the trash right. panda. Cute trash panda. Uh, 20 to 25. Uh, 22. 22 as well, but of course my deck is much lower. All right. Uh, 15 to 20. 17. 17. Whose dex is higher? Mine's plus three. Only plus two. 10 to 15. Did I say that one already? No, no 10, to, 10 to 15. All right. 5 to 10. 10. I guess it doesn't matter. 
Oh, Una. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> Alright, so I got the map up. Uh, so, Ally, yes, you see as these um, these scraggly-looking, wet, kind of almost like mangy-feathered birds with these sort of sharp, pointy-looking features all emerge out of the grass, flare up like angry turkeys, and um, begin to come towards you. What do you do? Um, sorry, I think my computer just freaked out and overloaded. Let's try this. There we go. I I am going to yell as I rush forward uh, towards that front one. I'm just gonna start right. thing. No? Yeah, I hear so that. I'm just gonna monk, just monk all over these guys. <laughs> all right, roll tech. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the first one is an eleven. Eleven misses. Uh, okay, I will use a flurry blows then. All right. Uh, first one is fifteen. Fifteen hits. Second one's a twenty-six. Yeah, that hits two. <clears throat> uh, so first damage is eight, and second damage is eight as well. 16 to red. 16, yeah, and I will. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, I'll try to knock him prone. So, deck save. Okay. Uh, that is a 10. Uh, so yeah, he's prone. Alright. So you just kind of punch this angry looking chicken. Um,. Or just kind of slap at her, touch it down to the ground, and its little <laughs> legs give out. And uh, it just kind of plops just down plop onto the ground. It. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, just yelling at Lex to wake up, I guess. All right. Okay. Um, and didn't we talk about it one time, waking up sleep rules? Wasn't that a... I don't know. I remember I... we had talked about it. We'd, like, mold the idea around, like, what would it be? Like, would it be your passive perception minus a number or something in order to wake somebody <laughs> no, up? Maybe, yeah, maybe I can't remember what we this might have been a conversation I had with myself, too. So that's entirely possible. All right. So, Una, you're asleep. Kaya, you're asleep. Lex, you are awoken to the sound of ally yelling. What exactly? Just wake up. <laughs> Hell, <So> I will. <laughs> Ow! Hearing that, like, from where I'm uh, in the car, can I look over and see what he's yelling about? Uh, yeah, you're able to kind of pull open the the side of the um the, the wagon and and see these angry chickens okay. <laughs> converging on your position. Uh, with that, I will rip down the uh, uh cable on the orb and then just shout into the room to everyone of. We're under attack. It's angry chickens. <laughs> and then just bolt. <laughs> All right. So you would have to stand up. So that's half your movement speed. But I, I am uh, athletic. That's true. Um, and actually, I probably should have added this into the magic item. It would be an action to use the the orb. That's fine. Um, so you are athletic. So no movement speed or no 
bone or penalty, right? Yeah. It's just five feet. Yep, five feet. So you've moved five, ten, fifteen feet. Okay. Um I guess get me into alright. So I still have twenty five feet of movement after fifteen feet. Mm-hmm. Um I'll, I'll go here. Is that here? One more? Oh, oh, yeah. Down here? On, yeah. Okay. And I would like to rage. All right. Roll a D8. All right. The number for today is two. Two. You begin to glow with an intense green energy. And you can teleport up to 20 feet to an unoccupied space. You can see. And you can activate this on your turns as a bonus action until your rage ends. Sweet. All right. Um, I guess I will teleport um, out here. <laughs> All right. So in a flash of green light, Lex shoots behind the angry raggedy chickens um, who all kind of like, like kind of squawk yeah. confusedly at your new position. Um, it is now the Boyd's tines. Um This one is going to run forward and bite at clip or clop, whichever, whichever one. <laughs> I didn't see your face. Was, did you make a face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> remake it. Remake the face. I didn't get to see it. Again, <laughs> Again uh, I just, I just want to rem- uh, remind everyone, we did un- uh, unattach the horses from the clean dippers, <laughs> so they aren't going to take off with the cart. Yes, the, the, the horses are just there for, uh, for purposes. Yes, they're tied up. Yes, but they are not. They are not actually God. attached to the cart for the folks watching at home. Um, but it is going to jump and peck at the horse, um, and we'll say it's a clip. Uh, manages to kind of jump out of the way from the um, razor sharp beak of this angry looking grass chicken. Um, Purple is also going to find on forward and attack. Uh, that will hit. Oh. <laughs> doing seven piercing damage and um, that is what you see because you guys are all well. I mean, ally, you're fighting a chicken. Lex, I guess you'd eh, you can't see because it's dark. I assume your sword would be activated though. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so you can see in like a twenty foot radius around you. Yeah, um, I can see the chickens around me. Yes. Uh but that is what you all see. Now it is Pink's turn, who is going to run forward and attack an ally with a uh a bite peck attack. Uh that's a nineteen to hit. 19. Am I sorry? He was muted. Uh, Okay. (laughs) He sees 18. Okay. Uh, So you take you take eight uh, piercing damage and make a constitution saving throw. Trying to turn me into stone again. 
Eight piercing, constitution save. Uh, five. Five. Uh, you feel your joints begin to. I keep dropping my die. Uh, you begin. You feel your joints and your limbs and even your normally scaly skin still like start to stiffen up. Um, and you are restrained. I turn to stone again. Uh, blue is going to run forward and attack at you, and. Because you are restrained, it has advantage on the fight attack against you. That's an 11 and a 14. Uh, neither will hit. So it just pecks into you and manages to sort of, it, it's its bite doesn't penetrate through your now stiffened up scaly skin. Uh, yellow is going to turn and attack Lex. Uh, that is an 18. That will hit. Uh, you take six piercing damage. Make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, that is a 15. 15. You feel oh, as it... Sorry, 18. As it, 18. As it cuts into your uh, skin through your clothing, you can feel your like calf where... It, bit into starting to like seize up like a really bad charlie horse and then sort of smooth out and fade away as you resist whatever effect it was um but its friends are coming in uh as well as uh orange jumps into the melee here with a peck attack uh that is 17 to hit okay still hits uh and you take it's caught uh six piercing damage and make another constitution saving throw okay so I'm trying to track damage. Ooh, that's only an 11. 11. You feel as your bones begin to stiffen and go tight, uh, and you are restrained as well. Um, green, the final one, lurches for... Oh, it's not final one, because... Red still has to go. Um, makes a bite attack at you. Uh, missing both as you manage to just barely like move your sword down at the last moment as it's like running into you. And just boom, bounces off the blade of your massive sword. Um, Red is prone and is going to stand up and attack with advantage at ally. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Doing ooh nine piercing damage, uh, and that is their turn. Eret, you are awoken by the sound of uh, Lex screaming into the pocket fortress, saying you're getting attacked by angry chickens. I briefly wonder if they're like edible angry chickens or not. Uh, and then I'll grab my bow and dash out. I assume since he opened it, do I need to reopen it as my action or? I didn't close it, so. I, I don't know. Does it actually close automatically? Uh, I'd say you have to close it behind you. It's a door. So if you left it open. So half movement speed to stand from prone. And then how much movement speed do you still have? If you're dashing, 
quite a bit. Do you, do you round up or down on that one? <laughs> round uh, down, always. Round down. For what I have left or what I used? What you... For half of it, so half of 25. So you'd have 10. It's 20. Or it's, 20, it's 10. <laughs> so you'd have 10 um, left. You'd have 10 left. Would, and then, I don't know. No, do I'd you have round down, left, right? Yeah, I guess do you round down <laughs> how what you have left or what you use? It's what you use, right? Because <laughs> it's half to stand up, half round it down. We've run 10. into this before. We know the answer to this. <laughs> so, so it's 10. You have 10 feet of movement left, right? No. You're 15, 15 feet of movement. <laughs> yeah, I would say 15. All right, you have 15 feet of movement left. Yeah, so you have 15 feet of movement left. Uh, and then you're dashing, so you actually have 35 or 40, 40 feet. Yep. So it'd Does be get me outside. Uh, yeah, we'll say it. It, it kind of it, it. You can probably move here. You probably weren't right next to the door. I would assume in the fortress. Probably a little. You know, having some personal space away from the door entrance. So yeah, we'll say you can get there if you want. Good. Um. So there's no light out here, right? So pretty much all I can see are the chickens around Lex. Yes. Okay. I'm going to shoot at Orange then. All right. Uh, 20 to hit. Hits. And... Uh, 19 damage. 19 damage to orange? Yep. So with a, a there's a, a poof of feathers that you can kind of see in the light casting from uh, Lex's blade and you manage to strike one of the angry chickens. Um, but it's still sort of kicking and flopping around. Um, That's all I got. Was that with your sneak attack? Yeah. Because okay. I have an ally within five. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, that was Eret. Um, ally, I need you to not yet. Do whatever you want for now. Just right? <laughs> but remember you're. But remember you're restrained. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I will. Uh, yeah, I'll punch at the one in front of me here, the red one. All right. With disadvantage. Uh, oh, a natural 20 and a 12. So 21 to hit. 21 hits. Okay. Um, nine damage. Nine damage to red? Yeah. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to so, spend a key point. Still alive, by the way. Two, Barely. Yeah. Two flurry blows then. Alright. Roll two attacks with disadvantage. With a tail whip, it's 25 to hit. Oh, disadvantage, damn it. Uh, oh, a natural one, damn it. Ooh. Okay, second one yeah, so is. Your, your body's just so stiff and you're trying to like throw blows. You manage to catch them with the boomerang, but like your normal quick follow ups are just super slow and achingly stiff. <laughs> the second one's a natural 20 and a nine, so 17. 17 hits. So many wasted natural 20s. <laughs> uh, that's 10 damage. And uh... you punch down and 
like you, like there's almost like some energy building up in your fist that can't really move and you manage to just just break loose of the um that feeling and punch down and kill uh kill the angry grass chicken and then con save uh yes okay an eight an eight oh. ally oh. Oh. as you punch no. down you you feel the stone just start this like stone feeling start to crawl like the 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 shape of your like scaly hide begin to shift and starts getting really itchy and then really stiff and your body just freezes up and you are petrified my last thought is hmm, this again <laughs> you're, you're gonna make a great hood ornament punching down <laughs> yeah. like that uh yes ally is petrified uh. um that's ally's turn um, uh, Una, you are awoken. I forget. Did he manage to kill one of the things? Yes, he yeah. did. Sorry, I should mark that. Um, Uno will stand up with half her movement, so that's fifteen. Yep. And will. Uh, we'll say it's like ten feet to the door. We'll say you can get oh. out of the wagon. <laughs> we so gotta get out of the wagon. Okay. Yeah, we'll say you can get out of the wagon. Once you guys um, have more. I'm going to have to, like, once you guys actually get beds in there, I'm going to have to, uh, like, measure the distance from the door to your beds so <laughs> you can know exactly how many turns it takes to get outside. I don't know. I can't see any of these. I can only see the ones around the left. Um, um, uh, as my action, I will cast light on my amulet. Okay. And I think that gives me a... Let's see, 20 foot radius and additional 20 foot of dim light. Okay. So between Lex's blade and Una's um, glowing amulet, there's a decent amount of light kind of in this area between you all and Lex. Um, and you would, Una, be able to see at the edge of the bright light a frozen stiff stone ally. So at the edge of the bright light, you see two chickens attacking the horses. I can't see that. The cart's in the way. Yeah. And I can't move any further. I mean, without dashing. Uh, um, Uda will toss. Uh, yeah, no. Uda will spend a sorcery point and. Yeah. We'll toss out a bolt, firebolt, at the ones by Ally. Which one? Um, blue. So the one right in front. All right. That's going to be a da, 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 18. 18 hits. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, oh, that's disgusting. Uh, that's 10 damage. I rolled right. a 1 to 9. All right. Uh, the firebolt strikes into the chicken that's sort of just pecking at the stone body of Ally. Um, and you can see it's rear end go up in flames with its scaly weird looking feathers <coughs> and uh but it's still kicking and it's still pecking anything else una all right kaya you are uh, woken you are awoken <laughs> i am feeling woke and <laughs> i am 
blazing <laughs> out of the wagon after Una. All right. Uh, and... Okay. And um, seeing the scene before me, I'm going to grab my crystal dagger and move my hands and cast Flash Freeze. Uh, I think if I've counted right, I can get most of them in the radius. Like these ones around here? Oh. Uh, let's see. Well, well I did it and you missed it. <laughs> uh, it's a what rate? Whoa. It's a what radius? <laughs> 20 foot radius. 20 foot. Let's see. That's a square. <laughs> Should tell our newcomers what flash freeze is. Oh, yeah. Oh. So flash, flash freeze is a just reskinned fireball. Instead of fire damage, it does uh, cold damage. Is that, is that 20, 20 foot radius? Can't see it. Because oh, I'm, I'm on GM. I'm on the GM level. Oh, God. Get on our level, Sam. It's a disaster. He's doing secret stuff. Oh, gosh. John's circle's everywhere. What is happening? That's a 20 foot circle, right? That's 20 no, foot. No, 20 foot radius. That's 20 foot radius. Sorry. It's even bigger. Hold on. Yep. Oh, I, just want, I need some squares to match this up with. Is that, that 20? 10, 15, 20? Yes. Uh, 10, 15, yes. All right. And you want to try to get all the chickens? I do. I want as many chickens as I can get. Look at all them chickens. Look, Look at, at all. all those chickens. Yeah, you can get all them chickens. I'm doing uh, it. I need some D6s. Okay. Eight of them, to be exact. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight. I have eight. Okay. All right, everybody else. Should have made them geese. Could use the honky mount. I mean, chickens. they still can. <laughs> yeah, chickens can honk in this world. Yeah, they do because owls make chicken noises. <laughs> <laughs> when they appear into existence, they make a bacock sound. Okay. 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 Uh, so, so that's ten. Twenty-one. Twenty-six. 31. 31 damage? 31 damage to those who don't make the save. Alright, I'm rolling a lot of saves here. Hold on. What is your DC? Uh, good question. 15. Oh, okay. So, 15. The ones that save are purple, pink, Blue, purple, pink, and blue save. The rest take 31 damage. Purple's not in the... Oh. You're right. It's not. I rolled for, ever, for just all of them. And so <laughs> let me actually, let me actually match this up with, with who's in the, the circle. So we got blue and pink. So blue saves, pink saves. Um, green and yellow and orange all fail. And so, what does it look like when you cast Flash Freeze? Um, this moat of, like, wisp of very cold air streaks from my hand and then pulls all of the warmth, or all, all of the cold out of the air around it and then just explodes in this poof of 
essentially dry ice. All right. So this this loud explosion and, and blast of cold energy rips these angry chickens uh, apart uh, around Lex, sending a pile of frozen feathers and beaks hurtling into the area around. Um, and anything else? Kaya, you killed all the chickens around Lex. Uh, I don't have any more movement. I don't think so. That's got to be it for me. All right, Lex, your turn. You are restrained. Ally. <laughs> uh, as my bonus action, I will teleport <laughs> yeah. 20 feet toward the other chickens that are alive. Uh, I think I can wow, get Wow, you can get there. <laughs> yeah, I can get there. <laughs> yeah, all right. And I will reckless attack at pink. All right, roll normal. Oh, wait, wait, roll normal. Shit. Okay. That, uh, that is... God. I have too many sheets up. Uh, 21. 21 hits. Alright. Oh, wait, hold on. So, blue is dead. No, he's not. He's no. Blue's fine. Blue's alive still. I lied. Okay. Blue's fine. I, half damage? I, I forgot about the half. Yeah, he's, he's alive. They're... I forgot about uh, the half damage, but they are all alive. All right, thirteen damage to Pink. Thirteen damage to Pink. Um, Pink is still kicking and scratching a little bit. I'll um, go as you extra attack, kind of swing down. This is, is reckless attack. Do those count for all your attacks then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And twenty-one again. Twenty-one hits. Oh, that's not a happy one. That's only eight. Eight. Uh, so in a poof of green light and two labored but great swings of the sword, you managed to cut down the pink. <laughs> well, it's not pink, but you managed to cut down one of the uh, angry grass chickens uh, that were attacking your petrified friend. Okay. You have one colored feather. I forgot I have a mm. second attack now. I should have one. Actually, two more attacks. Uh, let's see. And I guess now I gotta roll my con. Roll your con. Oh. Lex, no! No! It's a 10 for Alexa's con. 10? 10. <laughs> you swing down and cut into the chicken and <laughs> freeze up. Well, bye, everyone. In this stone. There goes another one. <laughs> um, it is now the bird's turn. Um, let's see who's alive. Uh, we got purple, red, blue. Okay. Um, so these two are gonna make attacks against the horse. If this that one out. hits, doing. Eight damage to the horse. Uh, um, and let's see. What's the, what's the horse's initiative? Uh, they're going. I just have them at the end. Uh, well, and they didn't run. They didn't run away. 
Well, they're also tied up. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're tied up. Um. All right. Let's see. Okay. Um, and blue is going to charge forward and peck at um probably the smallest thing, something he actually thinks he can eat. Uh, at Eret. Wow, oh, that's an eight. Uh, out of the darkness, you just hear this fluttering. Uh, uh, yeah, you'd be able to see it coming because it's in Una's light. Um, the uh, yeah, you see this just a silhouette of this scrawny-looking chicken come at you um, out of the dark, and you manage to jump out of the way before its beak strikes into you. But it is now your turn, Era. Well, I'm gonna let out a halfling yelp. Um, not very, you know, the comment of me, but <laughs> and you were then just attacked I'm... by a chicken in the night. I mean, yeah, they're terrifying. And I'm gonna stab it. All right, roll attack. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen hits. Um, seven damage. Seven damage. You stab into the spiny-looking piece of poultry and uh, render the angry grass chicken deceased. You have your movement still? Would you like to do anything? You can hear horses making lots of commotion. Um... So, when we killed the basilisk do i remember what we did to cure the petrification uh you cut open the basilisk stomach and poured the sort of weird um juices juice juice ball balloon full of stomach juices onto ally okay i'm gonna organ i'm gonna run over to the red uh chicken and prepare to do that when I have an action. Okay. Hopefully the chickens have the same thing. Yeah. Um, ally is a piece of stone. Uh, Una, you hear your baby's crying. Una's going to move to the right enough to see the horses and the chicken by them. You can see that clip <laughs> is a stone. Oh, oh, shoot. Okay. So, uh, and the other right. horse is kicking wildly, trying to escape away from this other chicken. Mm, Una is going to move slightly back to the left just so she can line up the chicken and not hit uh, Buddy right there. Um, so you're going to go where now? What? Basically, I'm going to make left. sure. Yeah. This one. And okay. then I'm going to lightning bolt the chicken. Okay. <laughs> I need it to make a deck save, I think. Let me check. Yes, deck save. 14. That is a two. Okay. That's a it's two. When did I? That's going to be 17. Oh, that's tiny. 17. That is 27 points of lightning damage as Guna. Doesn't even 
bottomless subtle spelling. Just yells out and just shoots him. Sends out a bolt of lightning. It would be so well placed if it were vertically coming down from the sky during an evening such as this with the rain. Uh, but a, a, a bolt of horizontal lightning fires out from Una and just smashes into the chicken that's almost kind of clinging to this horse and just like pecking at it. It's like stone body. Um, and it gets blasted off um, and you can see smoke rising from it, but it is still alive. Um, then I am going to bonus action firebolt. Roll attack. I am probably not going to. That is an eight. How many sorcery eight points misses. do you have left? Um, one more. Rest. Oh yeah, you got a short rest though. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, sorcery points are back in the long rest, but I have. Oh, it's yeah. One it's more. Oh wait, it's, it's not dead. You missed it. What am I doing? Uh, yeah, you missed the chicken as it sort of kind of rears up angrily, looks back at you. Um, anything else, Una? Uh, no, there'll be residual sparks of electricity. I'll be glaring at it ready to shoot it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kaya, it's your turn. Uh, hearing the horses screaming, I will run on... The you other. hear a horse screaming now. Okay, you're right. Hearing the <laughs> horse and Una screaming. Uh, <laughs> I'll run on the other side of the wagon. Like, I'll just take the couple of steps it takes to be able to see and um works for me and i'll flip the grip on my dagger and i'll cast out a scorching ray okay i always forget that you're an evocation wizard i'm like there's a horse there (laughs) there sure is and it's gonna be traumatized if it doesn't die (laughs) Ooh, uh on the die 17 16 where's my other d20 17 16 11 so um 18 Hits. 23, 24. Hits. Hits. Um, and, oh, can I see both of those creatures? Uh, you could if you wanted to, probably. Okay. If you want to well, move over gonna... a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. First one at the one closest to me. Okay. Uh, nine fire damage. Okay. Nine to purple. Uh, nine fire damage. All right. They just reverse numbers. Uh, and is it still alive? Still alive. Uh, same one, seven fire damage. Still alive. Oh, God. These are some tough, angry chickens. As you're just. There's just an elemental hailstorm coming down on these birds um, <laughs> with lightning and fire, just unholy hell being unleashed on them. Um, can't quite get are, a program of just they, be done with it. Yeah, and they are still holding strong. Um, the other one, uh, let's see. So Lex, it would be your turn. Um, let's see. Going to run over here and attack. That'll hit. Um, and Klopp is looking pretty beat up. Like Klopp is not looking good. He's still alive, not stone, but he's looking pretty bad. Um, and then other one is going to attack. Cocked. 
that is a five, which misses. Um, and <laughs> Eric, it's your turn. Uh, so I just realized I don't really have any cutting tools on me. Uh, you know, a rapier is more of a pokey thingy. Yeah. Um, I assume all of uh, Lex and Allies' gears stone. Yep. Oh, <laughs> you didn't have a dagger on you. You had a shit. Don't you still have the dagger that you stole from me? Yeah. No, I gave it back. Really? Yeah, and then I gave uh, my other dagger to the child. <laughs> Wait. Uh, so I don't have a dagger anymore. You have bolts, at least, though. I mean, those are not much better, but... <laughs> I have arrows, though. Oh, you have arrows? Yeah, that'll... Anyway, I'm gonna... Not do what I originally planned. Um... Can I see the leftover chickens from... I'm gonna, like, gonna move south until I can see the chickens. Leftover A chicken. Um, you, you would, it's dark. it is dark over here. You can't see so, anything over there. Uh, well, in that case, uh, I'm going to assume there's no more chickens and I'm going to rip open the chicken at my feet with my bare hands. <laughs> Make a strength check. With a, with a with a primordial scream, Eric <laughs> lifts up this this frostbitten chicken um, and just rips it open over Ally's body, and its guts and blood and entrails just sort of pours out onto the statue of his kobold friend. And the guts and blood begin to slowly wash off with the gentle pitter patter of the rain. <laughs> But I feel like that was like a um, apocalypse now moment or something. Like I pictured that scene when they're killing the cow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta christen your hood ornament. Um. So yeah, there's just. Do uh, you just set the chicken on top of Ally's statue? <laughs> uh, I, I take an arrow and I like make sure that there's holes in all the organs. I'd say you're just gutting this chicken <laughs> over Eret. <laughs> but nothing's happened. Over Ally, but nothing, nothing's happening. I um, think the rain hides my tears. Um, and uh, Kaya, you can see Klopp stiffen for a moment and then start bucking around kind of wildly trying to shake these chickens off of it. Um, Una, it's your turn. I go, so I see the chicken run to the other side, so I run to the other side. So, yeah. I can't get them in a line over here. So, uh, I need, you don't really need to draw the 20 foot radius, but there's going to be a 20 foot radius. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Put the chickens inside. Okay. Um, and there's going to be uh, you know, 
is already storming, but it's going to storm a bit harder. And I need them to make a strength saving throw as they are now in a sphere of, like, raging wind. Basically. Uh, yes, they both fail. What happens? That is... What are you, what are you casting? I'm casting Storm Sphere. Okay. I'm murdering them. Yes, so, so the wind and the rain all pick up in this 20-foot radius as the swirling vortex of inclement weather... <laughs> whips up out of nowhere um how much damage uh that's going to be 10 bludgeoning damage 10 bludgeoning damage and you see the the uh birds get caught up in this windstorm and feathers and their bodies start flying around then they just kind of get launched off up into the air as all of the remaining chickens are dead on the ground. The other two catapulted into the air to their likely demise. You all, as the rain falls in the dark, you see that you have a stone horse and two stone friends. The storm spear stays there for a second as Una used lightning bolts to hit the other dead chickens around to make sure <laughs> they're dead and not going to get up. Um... Let's see. Everyone make a nature check for me. Oh, nature's intelligence. Thank goodness. Okay, maybe. Am I good with that one? Yeah. That's cocked as hell. I got a seven. I got a 22. I'm going to have a 14. Uh, Una and Kaya, um, in the moment, you weren't able to quite assess what was happening um, or what these things were. But now that there's a brief moment for you to stop and look and assess the situation and see what happened to your friends, um, you would know that these creatures are known as cockatrice. And you also know that their petrifying bite is not permanent but it takes 24 hours to wear off. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh we got to get we we should take them inside. At the very least, we should take them inside. We can't take the horses have to stay out. So I'm going to stay out and like Una is it's healing. Which one of the horses is still is not Clop 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 is is pretty I mean pretty like his legs are all pecked and torn up from these chickens he's he's got like two hit points <laughs> you know popping some cure immediately <laughs> um, and uh, Klops almost kind of like comes up to you and like with its body kind of circles its body around you and tries pushing you towards clip I, I can't it, he'll be <laughs> He's not fine, but he'll be fine soon. It, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I can help you right now, but we have to wait. The clip. Just for a bit. And, and Klopp just sort of sits down next to... Klopp sits down next to Clip. <laughs> sits or, like, lays down? Just 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 flops just actually sits down on his butt. <laughs> crosses its front like legs. Like a dog. <laughs> yes. 
He's yep. not the best right now. Horses have just it's they're well known for their extremely flexible hips. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Horse yoga. Oh no. I'll wander over to Ally and Lex. You see, Ally just has this dead chicken <laughs> torn up <laughs> oh. <laughs> on top of him. Eric just angrily shredding up this chicken. <laughs> at least, at least the cool thing is that like Ally got frozen doing like the superhero like knee thing <laughs> and like me just like ended with the sword like buried into the ground <laughs> yeah I will uh meet eyes with Eret and like slowly push the chicken body <laughs> off of Ally's head Kaya, it, it didn't work it didn't work don't worry it's gonna be okay it's, this isn't permanent this isn't like the last time and I'll cast prestidigitation to clean some of the blood up it's okay. We should take them inside. But this isn't like last time. They're gonna be fine. I can't really carry them, though. Can you help me? I'm not sure we can carry them. Oh, it's pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you weigh normally? Um... <laughs> 12 pounds it's like 30 <laughs> 31 pounds okay so you weigh 62 pounds <laughs> or something along that lines it's, well, like, it's like four times as much or something yeah it's not it's light oh, okay well, then it's probably like 100 pounds but you guys could carry that between the two of you if we can't move them then and i'll get my dagger out and i will walk to the edge yeah. of the radius would be and i will start to ritual cast leon's tiny hut over their two bodies. Oh no, it's a factor of 10. It goes up by 10? Yeah, so I weigh 300 pounds. That's okay, you guys you guys can't carry. <laughs> no, I can I can push, pull, drag or lift him, but that's about it. I'm okay. over half a ton now. <laughs> oh, you Lex isn't moving. You grew up. Or grew more. Uh, yeah, so I will get my book out and I'll open it up and I will start to cast Leoman's Tiny Hut around their bodies. So you're dragging Ally where? Sorry? Not dragging Ooh. Ally anywhere. Oh, oh, just... oh, I forgot they're right next to each other because yeah. I forgot Lex teleported. Okay. So dead chickens out of the house and Leoman's Tiny Hut is cast yeah. over. I will yell over to Una. I don't know how we could manage it, but if we can get him over here too, I don't think we can move him though. I have a better shot, I think, of moving those two than I do of moving Clip. <laughs> we could we could tie ropes around him and have Clop drag him over. I don't think Clop wants to do that. <laughs> I mean, if you told him it was for Clip's good, then. Would it? He. I don't want to lie to him. <laughs> but it is for his good. If I stay here, that'll be fine. Have a good night. Where are you going, Aaron? 
I'm gonna go fucking pass out in the fortress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kai and Uno, you guys are outside um, in the rain. They're not raining them... in the dome, but regardless, oh, yeah. I take my cloak off and I put it over Lex. Lex, you feel nothing. A single stone tear just falls. <laughs> <laughs> the cold rock apparates on Kaya's head. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Una, what are you doing? Uh, I am sitting in the rain. Okay. So Una's just hanging, like, probably not going to get a, a good long rest or a long rest at all, but sitting in the rain, just staying with Flop. Okay. Kaya, are you sleeping in the hut? Um, I think I she will... has to, doesn't she? Uh, she doesn't down. have to sleep in it, but... Oh, nestle yeah. down between the two of them. Uh, and I'll lean up. Probably against Lex, because he's taller. Uh, and I will just nap between the two of them. I'll bring Helmy out to keep an eye out for me. My All right. gray owl. And I have Helmy right here. My boy. It's my boy. <laughs> All right. The rest of the night passes on. Una, you're not sleeping. You're staying awake with Klopp. Um... Una will probably end up going to sleep because she's not adept at staying awake, but it depends okay. on the weather how well of sleep she gets. Yeah. Um, if you decide to just sleep in the rain through the night, um, I'll say you get a long rest, but a point of exhaustion. Got it. And the morning over the southern eastern range is cloudy and we'll take a quick break right there we will be right back everyone welcome back to duck duck dice so the blessed are heading south towards the great city of Spanifix to find out a way to rescue Eret's family. Uh, the night was going... They were. The night was going as normal. The regular watches were had on a, a rainy night along the eastern range uh, when a herd, a gaggle, a clutch of... A murder, you might say. Yes. Um... <laughs> A bunch of cockatrice attacked, um, rendering An both avalanche a, of cockatrice. There we go. Oh. Um, rendering ally, Eret, and Clip, their faithful wagon horse, petrified for the next about 20 hours. Uh, it is cloudy, and the morning greets you all. Um, Kaya and Una. You all are sleeping outside and are kind of awoken by the light 
of the morning. Um, and you can see some way in the south a pillar of black smoke reaching up towards the sky. How far are we from Span Effects? Uh, you guys are still, yeah, you guys are about still two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And the wolves, the howling, what direction was that coming from last night? It came from the south. Does does the road where we're at go south of this point? Are we still going east? No, you guys are on the road on the road now, heading. Um, let's see. Let me let's see. Let me make up where you guys are at. Um, yeah, you guys would be right around probably there or so, give or take. You know, maps they're not exact. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what people use them. You don't have lasers <laughs> to survey the land. <laughs> no. But yeah, I would say, uh, Kaya, you can make a, a pretty safe bet. It was coming from that same kind of direction. On the one hand, I feel like we should go and check it out. But I don't really want to. I mean, we shouldn't leave them here. We shouldn't leave them here, and if it is somebody else, they'll attack by the same kind of things, and there's more, and then, or if they come out when Clip and Clop are still here, and they petrify Clop, we shouldn't leave. Stay right here. Not forever, but close to it. Well, uh, and I look over at Homie think of one thing to do. Hold on. And I will float into Helmy's eyes and uh, fly up a hundred feet to see if I can get a better vantage point. And to be any better what's down the road. Make a perception check for Helmy. Oh, good job, buddy. Good job. Uh, 19. 19. Um, you're not a, able to actually see, even from flying up, um, the exact location um, or, or what is this smoke is coming from. Um, but you're able to discern that it's probably about half a day's journey away. Come back to my eyes. It's too far off. We don't wouldn't have time to go there and come back. We'll just have to wait. That's fine. If it's a person, hopefully they leave, but that's a problem. Hopefully they leave. I can keep the dome up with tiny breaks in between uh, as long as I need. If something does come, bring Clip. Clip is the one who's still not a stone, right? Clop. Clop is down frozen. Bring Clop inside. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, he hopefully feels better today. I haven't particularly asked him. He's been kind of moping because, you know, clip. (laughs) You would have to lead him over to it and recast it, however, because only creatures that are inside of the dome when it's cast can exit and enter. No, you designate the creatures that are in and out, right? No, it's it's whoever is inside of the dome. Hmm, Well, it's fine then. I can still do that. 
and I'm going to stay out here with them. And then you said it was cloudy, not raining now, right? Correct. It's wet out, but it's not raining anymore. Thank goodness. You guys, you guys have been oh. stuck in this <laughs> cloudy, rainy part of this <laughs> hex flower for the past, like, four sessions. <laughs> I lied. He doesn't fit in the dome because he's a large-sized creature. Ah. I'll take it over the sandstorm, though. Oh, I agree. Anything but a sandstorm. Yep. But the sandstorm comes with cool music. <laughs> I don't know. I seem to recall it coming with the same music we're hearing right now, actually. <laughs> it was different. <laughs> <laughs> but is Eric still okay? I mean, we're here, and they're clearly here, but I don't see Eric. Uh, he's in the fortress wagon ball thing. He just left us out here? Okay. Playing with the ball That's again. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Why don't I go wake him up? He's probably asleep. And I'll wander over to the wagon and climb up over the edge and unzip the mini dimensional riff and enter the Gaverfink Fortress. Why am I always the one that turns to stone or gets sent to another dimension? <laughs> I just have to sit here. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the most foolhardy? <laughs> yes, probably. I'm the one that's always up front. <laughs> Alright, yeah, you, you enter in. Um, Eric, I don't know, are you sleeping in? or? <laughs> no, uh, I'm not in my bed while I'm up in the fourth... Uh, watching over everything. Okay. Yeah, so you enter in to find empty bedrolls. So I start yelling for Eret. Eret? How will, how will the sound carry in this thing? Uh, I mean, you're looking at, you know, three stories above you of wood and stone. I'll yell up yeah. the staircase. You mean up the ladder? Yeah. Like, as I'm looking for him, I'll just keep oh, him up the Okay, okay, okay. Yelling the whole way. I got it. I got yeah. it. Okay, eventually making your way to the top floor uh, where Eret has his hand on the uh, glass cube and the view outside of the wagon is the same that greeted you in the morning. Morning. Good morning. We, uh, I don't think we can go anywhere today. Yeah. Um, we're down. We're down a horse. It makes it difficult. Do you just want to stay up here, or? I I don't really have anything better to do. Well, if you. Want someone else to take a turn or something? Come on down. Sorry for the delay. Sure, will be the last. We'll get there in time.
where we'll do our best at least. gonna keep walking around. Thank you. Alright. I'll sigh and go back down the ladder and go back outside. Alright, Kai and Una, you guys are outside. The three of you, the day is yours. Lex and Ally, you guys just hold tight. <laughs> Are you coming all the way back down to your hut? Yeah. We sit in our little sections of the land. Oh, actually, as I come out of the wagon, um, I'll call out in Draconic, little friend? You hear some rustling and a tiny head poke out from the shell. Are you okay? You kind of you feel you're you're kind of cold and, and, and wet and damp on the outside and you kind of feel that way on the inside now as as you hear coins kind of um, splashing about and you see water kind of get like uh swooshed out of the flail snail shell. I was thinking about making a fire in the dome if you want to come dry off. <laughs> We're going to be here for a little while. And I um, like impress the image of the cockatrices turning Lex an ally to stone. And then immediately follow that up with the image of them being fine, like the feeling of it being okay. Okay. They they don't necessarily communicate through feel like you get feelings from them. You can't really uh, give feelings to them. To I don't it. know how it works. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. The uh the dragon um where are you saying this from? Um from from in the wagon, like on my way out after I've come out of the fortress. Okay. Yeah, the uh, pseudo dragon. Uh, make make a uh, make a persuasion check. Persuasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm real good at that. Oh, it's okay. It's a thirteen. Thirteen. The pseudo dragon climbs out and just kind of dripping wet from its shell, and it kind of uh, flitters out the the, the water and, and fluffs its wings out. And just kind of gives you a with its tongue and swoops it back down and begins splashing water again out of its out of the shell. <laughs> like a cat kicking cat litter. <laughs> well, you know where I'll be. And I'll go outside and go back to the dome. Alright. Um Una will call out to Kaya from her little huddle where she's not going to move. Okay. Uh, from Clip and Clop. Um, Kaya, I have a question. It's not an important one. It it's not- more of a, a personal one. 
Well, we have nothing but time today. We could. No, it's fine. Um, why do you still have your old name? You go by one with us, but you still hold the other one? You've picked one. Why do you keep your other? Well, we think that names are very important. And although the name I was given when I was born isn't really safe here, it meant a lot to my mother. My parents picked it together. Right now it's kind of what I have to carry with me of her. I can't understand the parents part, but you've picked one. You've given yourself a new name and I figure you picked it with, I mean, them and mine. I don't fully understand why you're keeping it. I understand the feelings behind it, but you've made a choice of who you are, and I don't know why you've kept the old one. If I think uh, one day I might like to go back to the other name. I can't now. I mean, there's a dragon between me and it. So this name that you currently have is not the one you want? They both have fond memories attached. I'd like to think they both have a future ahead of them. I don't know. I haven't made that choice yet. I just, when you finally make one, and you finally just have one, can you let us know? I mean, I think the choice is important. I agree. But I think I'm still Kaya for now. Then I'll still stick to Kaya. It's, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a fine name. You picked one, and I think you made a really good choice. Yeah. Luna, who gave you your name? I gave me my name. You gave you your name? Yes. I mean, no, but I picked it from... I picked it because that's the part I liked. Where you were before, in Hornrock. What did other people call you? That one doesn't exist right now. Only mine exists. I I picked it, and that's what I who I am. I get that. Do you need anything? No, I. I just wanted to know. And nobody else was here, and so they wouldn't. 
I mean, you know when to stop. You, you don't dig too much. Lex digs a lot. Um, That's true. He does do that. Yeah. And I figured if I brought it up with you, then when he's not here, then he won't have questions later. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's all. Um, yeah. Whatever you do and don't want to share, that's up to you. Uh, it would be incredibly hypocritical <laughs> me at this point. <laughs> This whole time I've been wondering what side of this conversation you were going to come out of. She's she's grown. She recognizes it now. I mean, I don't think there's anything to share with that because, I mean, that's gone now. But if someone, I mean, hypothetically did pop up who knew things knew something that shouldn't well it shouldn't exist anymore because that's not who I am anymore so it's fine um if it, then I suppose I mean you wouldn't even know who they're talking about so it's perfect I mean I mean it's fine Una I am glad that I have yes. met Una I am glad that I know you whichever part Thank of you, you feel like sharing with the world Okay. Okay. And then she's gonna just curl up back with the horses. It's like, yep, no. <laughs> I shared too much. I'm gonna go curl back up between Lex and Ally and get my book out. And as I copy the spell over into my book, I'm going to talk to Lex and Ally as if they can hear me like about the parts in the spell that I don't understand knowing that they can't respond torture. <laughs> <laughs> they can hear everything <laughs> um, but Una will be equally whispering things to uh, I was well, curious about that <laughs> Yeah, uh, and Klopp is just kind of laying on the ground, sort of like le- you're kind of leaning up against him. He's kind of leaning up against you in the, uh, you know, beneath the petrified visage of his companion. Yeah. <laughs> and we're hunkering down. All right. Conquering down. Oh, I didn't know, but I did. I did. I did it. Eric, you're just kind of staying up in the tower through the morning. Okay. Um, At some point, I'll probably like stop walking around and just like lay staring up at the sky with my hand like up on the cube. Okay. Um, As you're doing that sort of towards um, the early afternoon, um, actually into the afternoon. Um, you can so to the east or to the west is far kind of grasslands as far as you can see Um, and to the west far off is a mountain range Um, you can see over the top of the mountain range a very intense storm brewing that seems to be heading your direction 
and Kaya and and, and uh, Una, you also would probably be able to see this being outside and all. Does it appear to be moving fast? Uh, it's a quickly approaching storm. It's kind of riding down the mountains towards you. It's like we can't escape the rain. I'm telling you, this is just what's being rolled. <laughs> is it possible the lightning bolted away when I the storm? I don't think so. But you can hear rumbling like off to the west as this storm is very quickly approaching you all. Do do I hear any rumbling? You do not. You can see the storm growing though. I'll uh, wander down and be like, storm's coming. <laughs> and I go back. And when you're up on the tower, there's always kind of this constant breeze. Like there's the sound of like wind, but that's about it. Um, when you're up there and it's just sort of the, the purple clouds and green and blue clouds swirling off in the distance. Do I get like a sunburn or anything while I'm up here? <laughs> no. <laughs> cool. Can I move the cart? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah you could maybe so can push, push the, the cart. I can pop it open to give like, to try to put the horses, like give them some sort of cover. Well, usually pop over and okay I, I would say yeah between clop probably helping you a little bit um and you sort of pushing um you'd be able to just sort of like you know like back it up pull it forward back it up pull it forward back it up pull it forward sort of rotate the wagon around to where you could use the tent canopy to prop it up over um clip okay that's what we are going to do all right, so you set up a canopy um, just as the uh, storm hits. Um, and it is a very fierce storm as lightning and thunder and strong winds and heavy rains um, cascade down from very dark, uh, low-hanging uh, storm clouds and i mean the the canvas of the tent is whipping around uh clip is or clop is is freaking out a little bit with the the impending storm um and it's getting pretty intense as and and very difficult to see outside as the wind and rain and the gales sort of pick up and just you are immersed in a very intense storm. I bet it has to be like the most interesting experience to be out on top of this tower, seeing all this, but like not getting wet, not getting blown off. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's parts where you're like, you, you know, you, you see uh, like across the the plains you can see like a gale of wind coming as the the wind or the grass is like matted down and as it sort of approaches the wagon you almost like brace yourself for it and then just it kind of it passes your vision it's very kind of a surreal surreal feeling for sure i'm going to like talk with the 
I'm just gonna keep on talking with the horses. I mean, one can't hear me, one can. Um, I'm going to tell them, one, uh, Una's name, and two, like, one day, like, basically, what she's been told to be able to do, or what, you know, what she envisions, like, this, I can, like, one day, I can make this, like, this scary stuff not happen. Are you confiding in the horse? Is that I'm trying to calm, like, say, like, hey, I can't fix it now, but maybe we can fix this later, all this bad weather. Like, so just be calm now and like it should pass. All right. Yeah. And you and, and you and the horses are pretty tight at this point. So your words are very much reassuring to poor old Klopp as he waits for his his buddy to thaw out. Um, and you can see at this point, too, that the petrification um, on everyone, horse included, has started to change a little bit. Like this hard rock has almost started to kind of like smooth out a little bit over the hours of the day. Um, still very much stone, but obviously changing. Eroding. Yes, eroding in the... In Don't the do that. No. So, while you all... Is anyone doing anything while you're riding out the rest of the storm? On the day? And I'll crumble. <laughs> no. Just... Waiting it out under the dome. I'm gonna go, you know, try to blossom a few seed pods nearby to like entertain Clop and give him stuff to eat if he wants to eat it. Other than that, just continuously mumbling, trying to like calm him down during the storm, get his mind off of it. Okay. Mark off some rations, if you would. Um, And um, after through most of the afternoon the storm is just sort of raging and and you all uh kaya in the hut and um una under the canvas tent and air it up on the fourth story of the tower just sort of hunker down and wait for the storm to pass which it eventually does um by early evening the intensity of the storm sort of fades away and um there is just sort of dark clouds hanging in the low in the air as it begins to get darker out. The pillar of smoke in the distance has since dissipated. Um, Eric, while you are up in the tower, um, sort of you keeping an eye, a weather eye out for anything on the horizon, um, you can see a line of... people coming up the road from the south along the road there how far away are they um this is all kind of gently sloping down um but from this sort of vantage point i mean they'll probably be up on you guys in 10 minutes or so at their pace Refugees, uh, merchants. What do they? What do they look like? Uh, make a perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, you don't see any wagons. It looks like a single line moving towards you. 
Um, I guess I'll go down and tell everyone what I see. There's people coming here, like to us. Oh, God. Sorry. Well, not to us, but in our direction, I guess. We are like on the side of the road, right? Yeah. Well, two of you are in the middle of the road. They're like on the edge. They're like on the edge of the road. <laughs> Let's see where they're at. Let's <laughs> <laughs> double check there. Yeah, they're like on the edge of the oh, road. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, al- there's also a-, a tiny hut around them, right? Yeah, a there's a tiny hut around them. An, an impassable tiny hut. <laughs> yeah, gotta go around. Yeah, around what? the edge of the on the edge of the road. <laughs> It's what some might call a speed bump. <laughs> a very tall speed bump. Very, yeah. very tall speed bump. Yeah. More of a ramp, really. Uh, as Eret says someone is coming, did uh, Eret and I, did we get long rests for going back to yes. sleep? Yeah. Okay. Um, then I will cast Mage Armor on myself. All right. not taking any chances today uh did you say they were like 10 minutes out did you say distance out 10 minutes i don't have enough time to recast the dome it's fine all right what are you all doing just waiting for these where these folks are to ride on up we will also cast mage armor you know just get them out of the way okay are they a threat? Who knows? But, you know, better safe than sorry. Okay. Um, and then just hunker down with the horses. Sounds good. Um, <clears throat> so, a few minutes later, uh, you can see now approaching you is a line of probably about 15 or so men. Um, hu- humans. Uh, walking behind a singular dwarven looking figure on a horse. Um, As they approach, the horse looks very old and riding on this horse in full plate mail regalia uh, with a long flowing cape. Um, The the armor itself seems to almost kind of be shifting as the the horse kind of clops along. Um, and you can see that the line of people behind this horse more look like they are playing soldier than are actual soldiers. They look like farmhands who are armed with all sorts of different implements from like pitchforks and axes to the occasional spear um, with makeshift armor clung to their bodies uh, marching behind this singular horse. And the horse sort of stops for a moment as the fully armored um, uh, rider holds up a fist and the the guys kind of all like bump into each other and like mumbling back and forth and um, removing the helmet is a very old dwarf who... You can just tell by looking at his head that at one time in his life, he probably had a lot of like 
girth and muscle to him but the only thing that is like still girthy is like the size of his head like his neck is kind of scrawny he's got these big um white mutton chops um and he says well met there travelers seems uh looks over at the uh the horse you ran into some cockatrices did you Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. Uh, pe- pesky little buggers. Are you? Are you doing all right? You need any assistance? No. Um. I mean, I, if we just wait, everything will be fine. And by tonight, they should be okay. Well, patience is a virtue, and so is knowledge. So, good on you for understanding your plight. Where are you? The name's. Friend? The name's... Sorry, I have a terrible habit of interrupting. I really <laughs> do. We're, uh. Well, let me start by saying my name is Captain Boniver Gween, retired from the Fire Swain Army. These here fellas and gals behind me. We're the League of Raven Guard, and we're keeping these roads safe while the kingdom sits on its butt because of the orc incursion and the rumors of trouble to the south. I uh, may be retired, but I still know right from wrong, so I gathered myself a little posse here, and we're trying to keep the roads safe. Do you did you know see the pillar of smoke yesterday to the south? He's kind of just puts his hand on his chest and sort of hangs his head. He says, "Yeah, we did, we did. That's where we're coming from. We've uh, well, there ain't much left of that village." Which brings up the question: What have you all seen and heard out here? Strange things afoot from what we've heard, from we've heard from travelers on the road, people have heard across the fields. Care to report? There were some cockatrices. Uh, They were pretty terrifying and not fun. Uh, They're a nuisance more than a danger. Sure. Uh, and there were some funny lights the other night uh, all, all in that the, direction. As you say that, all the the people in, in line behind kind of start like, oh, yeah, it's all the lights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, so you saw the lights then, eh? We've heard of this. To be frank, there's some sort of wolf creature out there terrorizing the countryside. Found a small hamlet, seemed, last night. Tore the place up. Killed most of the inhabitants. We've, uh... You say that you saw a light to the north, huh? Yep. All right. We're heading the right way! As he yells back to, uh... The group, and he says... Well, if you say the light's north, that's where we're heading. We think, uh, these things may be connected, and we're gonna go and... Snuff out whatever the problem is and keep the people of this kingdom safe. 
stay safe yourselves. When these roads are safe again, remember, spread the word. You can think. And he puts his hand in his fist and he says, the League of Raven Guard. And he pops his helmet back on. He says, the League is in service to all the people. Safe travels. Keep your wits about you. Same to you, friend. And he, he like, with the gusto of a man who has seen the glory of riding into battle, he goes, and then you expect the horse, and the horse just kind of (laughs) just starts to slowly, like, the, 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 the coaxing forward does not match the response from this horse. And you can see, um, just sort of you catch the eyes of everyone that sort of walks past you. Um, a lot of them kind of remarking at the massive shell uh, on top of your wagon as they head north. Well, uh, at least this means the roads to the south should be free of trouble. I, I hope so. Sure they are. If they weren't for your trouble, we never would have met them. Well, who knows what'll show up between now and by the time we reach there. Danger does move. Unlike us for the day. And I get my book back out and I start copying my spell down. All right. Does anyone do anything else with the rest of the cloudy day? Cloudy oh. evening, I should say, coming into evening. Did the rain completely pass? Is it just damp? It again? is. It is just damp again. Dark clouds hanging in the sky, but not raining. I am getting. I am casting druid crap, and I am checking the weather for the next twenty-four hours. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's see what it will be. Lock that in now. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's gonna be a little cloudy and rainy tomorrow. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> tell you, the odds, the odds of probability here are really like working against you guys. <laughs> All right. Nope. Um, my goodness. After after. <sighs> I hate it when there's like something I know my character would do, but as a player, I'm like, no, no, this is a horrible choice. Um, but uh, after dinner, uh, I'm going to go across the road and plant a bean. In true oh, horror spirit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um, right again. <laughs> also, rem- okay, yeah, okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> There's no one to watch him. <laughs> this this giant pyramid appears and smashes our statues. Uh, <laughs> I'm bored out of my uh, mind. Uh, roll a... D one hundred. Uh, fifty and a zero, which I 
don't actually. I believe that's a sixty, but I think you I guys think do it the other 50. way. It's fifty. Yeah, that's fifty. Okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> All stone within a hundred foot radius just immediately turns to sand. <laughs> Well, we'll see new characters. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Did I get it right? So, so you plant the bean and it just and it's easy to just kind of stick it down into the, the wet dirt. Um, and you do and you take a step back. Is it is it still raining or? No, no. Um, oh, so the, here's the kicker because I don't have anything to water it with. Um, damn ground. What does it wait? It has to be watered. Oh, uh, it says and then water it. You don't Spit have a water on. skin? <laughs> I wouldn't. I, as a no, it's in, in the in the wagon. The, yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I could you. go grab it. <laughs> and and you, why wouldn't you grab work. it? Like, there, there's a lot of like if you wanted to go collect some water like the, the the place this place is very like hilly and rocky so you could definitely find like a puddle of like there's no like standing water but like the constant rain has definitely filled up some like nooks and crannies of the terrain with you know large puddles and things like that squeeze out some blood you can just leave it in the ground wait until so it rains another day when we leave <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else will be out though like a yeah. Johnny Appleseed of magic beans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I assume you do this, Eric. You go find a thing. You you spend the... This is what you're doing with your day? Okay. Um, <laughs> so you water where you stuck the bean into the ground. What do you do then? Do you just stand there? <laughs> I'd probably wait around for like 20, maybe 30 seconds and then shrug and walk away. As you turn to walk away... Um, and and you turn your back and begin walking away. About the time you reach the wagon, um, you hear this horrible, loud screeching noise that just pierces your eardrums. Um, as across the <laughs> the road. These 11 mushrooms the size of dinner plates have popped up out of the ground and are just emitting this horrible screeching noise that just seems to reverberate across the entire space. And it is constant. It, it, it just starts shrieking and it is like you. Are, uh, let me see for a second here. Um, yeah, it's just it's an audible shriek that. You guys can still hear each other, but it's making a really horrible noise. <laughs> and and Clip is not happy, or Clop is not happy. Um, Clop's kind of like freaking out, kind of jumps out from under the canvas and, and starts to like move away from the wagon. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll take care of it. What did you do? I'll take care of it, don't worry. <laughs> I don't <laughs> You already said that Al and I can hear everything, right? Uda <laughs> <laughs> is going to like they're they're mush they look like mushrooms, right? They're just screaming. They're just screaming mushrooms, eleven of them. Yep. Uda's gonna start like 
slowly moving over, like, okay, can you, like, be quiet, please? Like, baby, like, shh, 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 please? And, yeah, no, they just, it, it continues to shriek and shriek and shriek. Oh, for what reason did you <laughs> <laughs> I... Oh, you, you cut out. <laughs> it, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I don't know where the mushrooms came from. Do I believe him? Uh, make a deception check versus insight. Oh, come back, you. Get if, over there, here. if there was ever a time to roll well here. Let's cock this out. Alright, that's not great, but it's okay. I got a 15. I got a 14. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. It, it might be the fact that, like, there's just this screaming and, like, you all have your ears covered and you're kind of yelling at each other. But, yeah, no, it, these things just popped up. Thank goodness for skillful. Uda's <laughs> trying to try to get closer and closer to these things. Oh, yeah. They're just, and they're just shrieking away. Do they have eyes or they're just, just, just mushrooms? They're just these mushrooms and they're kind of like like vibrating as they send out this just like nail on a chalkboard screech. Uh, I'm going to go hide in the fortress where I keep them. <laughs> I've never had to deal with yelling plants before. Usually they're very silent and quiet and they just listen very well. Um, like, can Una do, when you when she touches them? Does anything happen? She's close. She's close enough to touch them. Yeah, no, nothing happens. They just keep shrieking. <laughs> I don't want to pull them out. I feel bad. They have to be yelling for a reason. Because they're just terrible. <laughs> Make a nature check. Make a nature check, Luna. Okay. Did you say Luna? Yeah. I, I said it. I said Luna. I did. Okay. Luna. Well, I guess I can't roll I then. <laughs> Luna, you can go ahead and make a a, a, a nature check, please. Uh, so it's an at twenty, so twenty four. All right. Yeah, these are shriekers. Um, these mushrooms are normally found in very dark places, and when exposed to bright light, like normally like torchlight, they will start shrieking. Or if somebody gets too close, but the fact that they are have been planted in the daylight they just popped up shrieking and aren't stopping um so you know that they will quiet down once it becomes dark um or you can obviously rip them up and kill them and end their short lives don't say they have lives um are they safe to transplant uh yeah you yeah you could i mean you could transplant a mushroom if you wanted okay um Luna's going to move away. And you'd also know that the, the sound's only really audible for like 300 feet. <laughs> only, only 300 feet. Gonna use them as a uh, early alarm system in our tower. <laughs> just plant them on the ground floor. And <laughs> we just can't use the first floor anymore. But if anyone comes in. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't easily move dirt. Uh... And, and they're just okay. shrieking. <laughs> well, we already discussed how Lex is great at digging, but can't deal with that either. No. Um. Oh, I'm trying to figure out where to put them because there's no trees around here or anything like that. Uh, 
while Una is pondering this, I'm just like meditatively casting prestidigitation to make like faint musical notes, like trying to concentrate on those instead. It's oh, not and it's a, no, it's, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a radio from four rooms away, and it's like, oh, damn yep. it, damn it. Can you can your dome filter out light? I can make it dim. I don't know if that's enough. I think they'll still scream. Doesn't want to scroll down for me right now. There. In about it, you figure there's probably about an hour left of daylight that these things will be just screaming. I can make it dark. Can you yeah, like, I can make just it dark in here. cover them for now? If you bring them in here, I can't. I can't set up another dome. I mean, I, I have no way to really take them out with with my hands. I don't. I mean, I, Una, I don't want to take the dome down around them while I don't protect them. Just go inside if you can't stand the screaming. Clap. What can I do about this? I mean, remember, it's a three hundred foot radius. So you could also walk out of it if you wanted. You could just leave. <laughs> we start two story arcs. The Blessed How? and Una. <laughs> Una and Klopp. How big is uh, like this patch of mushrooms? Uh, there's 11 of them, and each one is about the size of a dinner plate. Oh. um, It's not raining anymore? Uh-uh. I go to take down the canvas that Una has stretched over um, to make a makeshift tent, and I throw it over the mushrooms. Um, I could use my cloak, too. It's of a very dark wool. So you're taking the canvas off of the wagon? Is that what you said? Is that the what you had stretched over the horses was the canvas from the wagon. Somebody has a tent. I know somebody has a tent in the wagon. I feel like yeah, that was covered at some point. I, I packed the two-person tent in the wagon. Yeah, so I'll take the canvas from that and I'll throw it over okay. the mushrooms. Just trying to make it a little darker. Yes, and as you throw them over, um, they don't stop at first, but then when you kind of back up, the shrieking thankfully ceases, but the ringing in your ears... Still continues. <laughs> and with that, night begins to take over over the same place in the Eastern Range where you were the night before. Um, and I think when we begin again next time, it will be in the morning as everyone is awaking to unpetrified friends and horses. <laughs> Do we count a full or a long rest? No, you guys don't get a long rest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, to everyone that watched this evening, thank you so much for joining us for a, another episode of Duck Duck Dice. We hope to see you at the table next time. And like we always say, in the game of life and all others, roll on.